Welcome to the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play Community Theater Podcast. The Ghost of Station 10. The Atomic Robo RPG One-Shot. Atomic Robo! I'm Mike, I'm the Game Master, I'm running this mess. We are playing a game creatively and originally titled The Ghost of Station X, based on Volume 6 of Atomic Robo, The Ghost of Station X. So we're about to learn why you never try to run a role-playing game directly based on a comic book. I was going to say, every time I've tried that... It's been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, as I was prepping this... That's, yeah. All right, so let's go around. Oh, we got a special guest tonight. So we'll save you for last. Uh, let's go around the table from my left to my right and introduce yourself and your character. Uh, I am Brian. I'm playing Vikram Abasi. I'm going to have to work on that. It's going to come and go over the course of the day. I'll try not to be too offensive. What are, tell us about oh, yourself. Uh, tell me about Vikram. <laughs> You're an actual He's a son. genius. Scientist. Yes, working for Tesladyne. I make this shit work. You are kind of the, uh, the one smart one, obviously. Super smart, really way out there. Like you're an early adopter of fantastic theories. So uh, you're, you usually don't follow the crowd. Like spaghetti on a bagel for a sandwich. Exactly. Okay. That's probably Vikram's go-to lunch. Okay. <laughs> and across from me. Okay. I am Jack. I am playing Jenkins, Tesla's one-man army, or Tesla Dime's one-man army. Jenkins is a more or less a living weapon. He is the ex-Seal Beret Delta. He is the fixer when it comes to Tesla Dime. Jenkins survived the vampire dimension. And looked good doing it. Yep. And uh, our special guest, Sam. Uh, yes, hello. I am Sam Brunkow, and I am playing uh, uh, Atomic Robo, world-famous robot adventurer. Uh, Atomic Robo appears to have decades of dangerous experience. Uh, he is virtually indestructible, and he was actually created by Nikolai Tesla himself. So if he gets stolen, is he called Edison? Oh, that's not good. Not, not even a good joke. <laughs> Not in Robo's world. Wait, wait, since when am I Does not compute, is not funny. All right, you are all, all work for Tesladyne. Tesladyne has since moved from its headquarters in New York City uh, for reasons of safety and security and things accidentally blowing up from time to time mm-hmm. uh, to Tesladyne Island, um, just for the safety of citizens around you. So that's where your headquarters in. The year is about 2004. The new iPhone has just come out, if that came out in about 2004. And, uh, Robo, you've been given one. I have. Yes. And the first thing you noticed is that it does not work with your metal hands. Like, it doesn't... The touch thing doesn't... Well, that, that we can't have that. So, um, both of these guys work with... Uh, work for Tesla and same as I do, Yes. They work for you. I mean, you are the kind of CEO and... Uh, Figurehead. Yeah, well, and real uh, boss, too. Okay. Puny flesh men. 
bring someone to maintain phone for Atomic Robo. What? I, I will show him the phone, and I will indicate to him that it does not work with my superior metal hands. What? Inferior technology does not process. No, I understand that. Mm-hmm. You're asking me to fix it? Or someone you know? Look, Robo, if you want it broken, I can help. But otherwise, you know, go ask somebody else. Uh, I will I will ask for, um, I'm sorry, Vikram? Vikram, yeah. I will ask for Vikram's help. This, yeah, this is totally outmoded. We should be replacing these with uh, these new wireless soup cans I've invented. Um, uh, what is soup can? Show me. Chowder. Chowder. <laughs> Sorry, it was in my happy place there for a minute. Boy, that accent just totally finished. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot to process here. Atomic Robo has taken an interest in your uh, invention. Okay. He he knows that you do some off-the-wall stuff, but uh, it it hasn't failed you yet. Okay. Gonna heat up some candles condensed and rinse out the cans and Mm -hmm. get to working on a wireless hack. Okay. So you'll have the, like... Yeah, yeah. But with antennas, so you can hear each other <laughs> right. long distances. Cool. So while you're while you're working this out, your iPhone rings. Uh, well, I, I can't I can't use Beep. this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it to. Hand can't it you to just push the button in the middle? Uh, oh, your finger's too big. It does not work. Does not recognize superior metal. Only puny flesh. Hello! Here. Is this Tesladyne? Hello, you. I'm just going to keep fishing around until I find something that works. He says, Robo? Robo? Is this Robo? Robo's here. Let me talk to Robo. This is Director Bolden of NASA. We have an emergency. Bolden. Put, put it on speakerphone. Hello, this is Robo. Robo, we've got a huge problem. Huge problem. Uh, the venture, you know, the Venture Orbiter, the space station, the Venture Orbiter. I am aware of it. Yeah, th- th- that's ours, and uh, we have big trouble. We've got five astronauts on board with seven hours to live. Power's down. Communications are down. The orbit is decaying rapidly. We don't have anything ground ready. To get up to them in time. We've called the Chinese. They've got nothing. We need your help desperately. The Chinese. <laughs> uh, I, I will assure uh, the director, uh, this director Bolden, that we will do everything we can to help him. Okay. Is there any other information he can provide? He says yes. I'll upload uh, <coughs> upload its current orbit parameters. Okay. So that you can uh, calculate an intersect. Uh, we need them rescued or power restored or the orbit stabilized. It's up to you to figure out how to solve the problem, but we've got nothing we can get there in seven hours. Transmit all information to new assistant Vikram. Phone does not work with superior metal hands. I just had an idea. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll do. Wait, I just had an idea. Grab a stylus. Look at the rubber doodad on the end. Were the two thousand were the new iPhones in 04 stylus? I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's yeah just I think com- you use like it's a, a capacitive touchscreen. You could use a pencil eraser with them. Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah, so top. I'll just go get Playtex rubber glove. Come here. There you go. 
I will, I will try using my phone. Does it seem to work or? Yeah, give me a strength check. <laughs> I'm gonna break this thing. Probably. Okay, so we've got a, a net of one there. Well, strength isn't even a thing, but uh, atomic strength, physique, physique, uh, plus four, so five. Yep, you break it. You bought it. <laughs> no, get Steve Jobs on the phone. Oh yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Never really alive. Never mind. We will acquire Apple later. We must deal with NASA problem. Yeah. Wait, All right. I'm sorry. You said Venture Station. The Venture Orbiter. The Venture Orbiter. Venture Orbiter. Yes. Okay. Five if, astronauts have seven in, hours to live. That's not a real thing. I was, no, I was going to say if I run into Brock Samson, I know what that's. I know what's going on. <laughs> so. One of the cool things about this game is that it has mechanics for doing science. Okay. Action science. And so uh, I'm going to walk you through this. You're going to basically come up with a hypothesis or a, a plan okay. for how to affect this rescue. And you have a lot of latitude about what facts you can establish to be true. Okay, so the way this works is I want you to each roll a science skill. Jenkins, you're at zero. So you are not sciencey. Um, oh no! I assume those were headers? <laughs> those are headers, yep. Oh, any science skill. Okay. Yeah, which you probably each have like one or two. Okay, I get it. Okay. Any skill in the science column. Yeah. Same. So, give me a plus four. That would also give me a plus four. I got a plus one. So, we're going to first establish facts. Mm -hmm. Facts are a hindrance to progress, sir. Come on, it's 2016. We're post-facts. It's 2004. What are you talking about? I'm talking out of character. Shut up. What is character? (sighs) You wouldn't know. Well, since we're starting this early. Nice. Okay, so thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all the week. You two each mark down just somewhere in a, on a piece of paper a victory point uh, because you succeeded. And I want you each to introduce a fact about the situation. Just something we make up. Yeah. If you want to, yeah. It, it becomes true. Whatever you say becomes true. By okay. making it up. How do you mean the situation? So, for example, uh, you could say... We don't have a rocket ready to put into orbit. That's a fact. Okay. And you might say, yes, but we have XYZ resource. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so, so I mean, um, just take it wherever your imagination leads you. <clears throat> I've recently invaded, invented the space elevator. The, I'm sorry? Too big? No, that's fine. Okay. I recently invented the space elevator on a contract to be able to ferry, uh, you know, care packages up to the astronauts much more quickly than the shuttle would. Mm-hmm. So, how, how did, I mean, do you have a operational prototype or is this a design? It's a prototype. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. However, due to the 
due to Earth's orbit, it will be a crapshoot as to how close we can get. <clears throat> okay. Right, because it's not... I Is the uh, space elevator, like, up from a fixed point? Uh, yeah. So that it has to actually, like... Goes up a pole. So, I mean, they okay. have, what, seven hours? Yep. Yep, swing by. So, just out of curiosity... We just got a time error. Um, at what speed does the space elevator go? The speed of plot. The speed of plot. <laughs> okay, well, it better be quick, because if I gotta listen to music for that long... Holes in Einstein's theory of relativity did not account for the speed of plot. Einstein was a fool. He was. Did he not know Kirk can get there whenever he wants, damn it? All right. Now you're, you two both got to establish facts, and you both made a four. Mm-hmm. So that becomes the new threshold. So roll your science or lack of science again. No! Oh no! Five me. All right, you get to establish another fact. Did, and no, I got plus uh, one. I'm okay. In a bout of brilliant foresight, I uh, installed a giant space net on the end of my elevator, foreseeing a problem such as this. So really, the elevator itself, the uh, the shaft looks like a giant lacrosse. Uh, oh, the lacrosse stick. stick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, just with a metal box that slides up and down with a little rock on the bottom that shoots it up. Whoa, 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 I love whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. And a parachute that flies Phrasing. up. Phrasing. Okay. <laughs> it has a net. So yeah, I got yep. someone here who actually laughs at my jokes. This is All right. One, <laughs> one final roll and now the target is five. <laughs> Don't tell him that. We, we can all make this roll? Yes. Okay. Everyone can roll. Oh! Not gonna happen. I got a five. Negative two. No, no, I got a four. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's all the facts you got. Now we're going to form a hypothesis. Oh, take another victory point. We're going to form a short, blunt human pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Form a hypothesis. Whoever, everyone roll one last time. This is uh, it's like taking a journey in the one ring. God damn it! Okay, whoever gets the highest result, you got a five. Five. Okay, I got a negative three. <laughs> <laughs> of course, puny brain man gets to come up with a hypothesis that dictates what's actually going on. This becomes the truth of the situation. The hypothesis must take into account and build on the facts already generated during the brainstorm. Error, error, lack of good jokes. Did they, did they, did they tell us what was going on with the? Can you recap the original message? Uh, the orbiter has lost power and communications, and it's in a decaying orbit. It's going to enter Atmo and burn up in about seven hours. So I don't think an power. elevator is going to be fast enough to get us that high that quick. Of course, the answer is the microwave popcorn. They use a cheap bargain brand in the orbiter. It pops too hard in the microwave. It jostles, power surge, trip the fuse. These are fighter pilot jockeys. They know nothing of science or electrical things or flipping switches. We just need to go re-switch the circuit breaker. So teach them how. And perhaps bring them a case of 
More of a Rabenbacher. <laughs> Good quality. <laughs> right. Popcorn. Who, in spite of this uh, uh, very generous plug, uh, will still not sponsor this podcast. The trick, trick will be just getting up there. Okay. Then yeah. we just need to flip the switch, give them a new supply of popcorn, and move on. Have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? So I'm going to create the aspect. It was the cheap popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey, tango. I've already popcorn. ruined the game, haven't I? <laughs> and you, you guys get three free invokes on this. <laughs> because you had three victory points okay. to help uh, solve the problem. I've probably totally screwed up that game mechanic, but that's roughly what it's like. Okay. So now, as the GM, I'm supposed to work with this nonsense. <laughs> okay, so your, is your space elevator actually ready to go? Sure. Okay. So it's going to go up to a fixed point. We just need to put the fuel in. Fuel? A couple of bottles, James. To <sighs> take that, but... Just light it up, and that'll give us the momentum. When, when you look at the orbital dynamics of the uh, Venture Orbiter, you see the, the closest it's going to get to the peak position of your space elevator is still about uh, 8,000 miles away. Well, wow, that's going to leave you well. Hmm? How much? Like, La- laterally. So it's at the right altitude. You, you can get to the altitude <laughs> because it was designed to shuttle cargo into orbit. But... Uh, uh, you're going to be off by a few thousand miles, so you need something to bridge that gap. We could perhaps pop our own popcorn in the vacuum of space. Every action has, having its equal and opposite reaction, the uh, force of the explosion will propel us in the direction. What's supposed to popcorn? I don't see you coming up with anything. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> I'm the dumb muscle, dude. Perhaps we consult R&D of Tesla Dine. They have... Crafts, which may take us there. Perhaps good idea. Easier than me trying to build this idea. <laughs> well, it just so happens that you know R and D has been working on the the TX seventeen. TX seventeen, which is your uh, an experimental spacecraft or experimental craft that is. Capable of flying in space, it just doesn't carry enough fuel to get it into orbit. Okay. However, you could put that on the space elevator. That's true. And then fly from essentially orbital alt- altitude to uh, get to the Venture Orbiter. Is there sufficient space in the elevator, Popcorn Man Assistant? Well, we could put it on top, of course. We'd need to strap it down with some bungee cords, but... Uh... Once we get up there, yes, absolutely. You're, 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 what could uh, possibly go wrong? Your accent will fail six times in the last ten minutes? Anyways. I got my hands full just coming up with plot ideas. Okay. Famous last words in all six accents. <laughs> <laughs> your, your R&D guys say, but... What could possibly go wrong? It, it's... And there it is again. <laughs> it works on paper. Press the any key. I mean, you could you could do it in principle, but it's basically a balancing act between acceleration and friction. There's like a very small window where it doesn't melt itself. I live inside that window, sir. Do not tell me your laws of physics. Okay, well, uh, roll it out then. 
Never tell us the odds. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, roll this thing out on the tarmac. Uh, it looks something like that. It's like okay. some kind of crazy space plane. Th- this is literally my game notes. So uh, if if I have the strength in my hands to to inadvertently crush a smartphone. Would I have the strength in my hands to maybe etch something into the metal? Oh, yeah. If I'm delicate enough? Yep. I'm going to etch crazy space plane on the side of the plane. Okay. You're naming this after my ex-wife, yes? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it hurts. (laughs) All right. So you've got the crazy space plane. You've got how much uh, Orville Redenbacher's? Too gross. Okay. So yeah, you've got the uh, TX-17. Yes. yes. You've got your Orville Redenbachers. You've got the space elevator. You're going to get up there. Uh, have you tested this prototype? I don't... I don't believe you have. <laughs> I don't need to test my theories, sir. Testing is for the little people. All right. Niels Bohr. Right there. Cut that. <laughs> I want to save him for a joke later. I'm going to come across this table at you, bro. <laughs> Do not diss my man, Niels Bohr. Okay, we found a hot button. Whoa. <laughs> Testing is for the little people. Hawking and Newton. Oppenheimer. It's... Von Braun who needs this sort of experimentation (laughs) alright what is your science group your like plus two for science yes okay fair give me a roll because this is not your hyper or uh, what is it imaginary physics yes this is real physics not imaginary I reject your reality and substitute my own. Okay. You're still going to use that after my roll? Yes, right, you should, can. should I do that after my roll? Probably. If, if you want. Okay. You're going to use your plus two okay. as your skill. Okay. Uh, and for this to work, it's going to need, I'm going to say, a three. Okay. I reject your reality. Okay. So I can use that to add another plus two. Yes. Making it a four. Okay. So, you get on the untested space elevator with the crazy space plane and the two gross of microwave popcorn. <laughs> Good quality. <laughs> and this thing... Organic, because we love this planet. Fill it with Jamesons. Oh, yes. Jameson and Orville Redmacher. An excellent combination. Wow, it's like the college diet all over again. And this thing <laughs> shudders... <laughs> And, and rides <clears throat> up the pole. <clears throat> uh, Popcorn man, what is the weight limit of this elevator? Too gross. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on our altitude, of course, because uh, the higher we get, the less weight matters. So uh, perhaps we should all jump up uh, in the air for the first few seconds, so uh, we're not affecting. Uh, the, our mass isn't on the floor of the elevator. 
at sea level, what would you suppose it is? Four pecks, plus or minus a peck. You're having this whole conversation <laughs> as this thing is like going going up. It's it's a little it's a little uh, uh, post. Uh, it's a little after we needed to have it, but at least we're having it. Right, safety and there, first. There's a uh, empty can with a micro did. with a little antenna sticking out of it <laughs> that's playing uh, "Girl from Ipanema." <laughs> <laughs> I do love this song. <laughs> And uh, it finally <laughs> comes to a stop at orbital altitude. I mean, five or six hundred miles above uh, the Earth's surface. Uh, so, what's the next step? We get out and into the spaceship. The uh, crazy space plane. The crazy space plane. Okay, names are important here. Okay, it. Um, can accommodate one, maybe two, in a pinch. What well, kind of shitty piss-port design is that? <laughs> I believe you did that to save weight. <laughs> this, I, I do not think this plane is mine. Uh, make one trip with yourselves. I will wait. You make a trip with yours? Oh, oh you mean in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. This, this would be uh, piloting. This thing would be your vehicle skill. That's what I'm good. At. I'm I'm good at that too. So as long as one of us are with you, we're probably okay. Does anyone have a long rope? Perhaps Don't worry, boss. I got this. The robo behind the yeah. ship and pull him behind. I'm fine in space. That right would there. actually totally work. Yeah, you don't need to breathe. Do I have some sort of? Uh, uh, Tether or anything like that. Of course that. you do. You're okay. a robo. Okay, well then I, I will tether myself to the ass end of Crazy Space Plane. Where are you hiding all this? Are you like part bender? Please insert girder. Very well. Will someone uh please show further? Is there a check I have to make for that or uh no. Not really. Okay. So I'll fly. Okay. This thing is this is gonna be crazy, yo. <laughs> Because it's not like you have a runway. You're taking off from the top of a box. And we don't, we don't need to gain speed. There's no lift. So it's just go. Right. But you'll gain speed by falling toward the earth. And then, yeah. If things don't go right after a while, we're going to have a... I, I understand what you're, what you're insinuating, but if we're at a point where there's no atmosphere... Right. But there's still gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gravity's a constant. I'm thinking Only the thrust from the rockets would easily, or the back end of this thing would easily overcome the gravity, so we don't need to take off. It's just go. Yeah. Okay, give me a piloting check. Uh, this will take... Uh, there is a scale in fate. And I think this would have to be great, which would be a plus four. Okay. You still have to roll it. No. Negative on your dice, you dummy. No! Uh, so I have to invoke a aspect in order to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you could just fail, too. I could just fail, but, yeah. You know what? I will just fail. Okay. I can't think of anything that works in my aspects that would work on this. Okay. So you, uh, three switches, hit the big go button, and this thing just, like, a jet of flame shoots out the back of it, and... 
you go off the platform of the space elevator, and then the jet of flame just cuts out, and you start going. Now, it'll be quite a long time before you hit the ground. Well, it seems the fire has gone out of your eyes, pilot. Really? Yes. Oh, and by by the way, you do have an internal... Like, a phone is somewhat meaningless for you because you have an internal... Basically, radio to okay. anyone's headset. Or Did you manage to get tin cans for us, or is that not a thing? Of course. Okay, I will tin can the pilot and let him know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let let him know that the fire's gone out, and that we're having a bad time. Really? Couldn't tell. <laughs> All right. Uh, try again. Yeah. I am grimly pragmatic enough that I'm able to. Not panic and keep going until it works. Right. Well, you hit the ignite button, mm-hmm. and then you notice that right next to that is the reignite button, and it's like a. <laughs> it's like a gas grill. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's going really fast, but still straight toward the ground. Pull up. Okay. Give me a physique check, because you're pulling about 30 Gs on the end of this tether. Oh boy. I'd be more worried about the tether. All, all, of, my, all of my circuitry, like the, 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 the phone device you mentioned embedded in my head, is now like in the bottom of my, can, my ass can. Yes. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Yes! Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's this is more of a house rule, but whenever anyone rolls a plus four or a minus four, I give them a fate point just for that. <laughs> so that that's a zero, just because the odds are so. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's like one in two forty three. I think. Yeah. Uh, so we've already had it twice. Uh, one in eighty one. You know what? Um, I'm virtually indestructible. No oh, wait. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, you just say, "Hey, I'm yeah, virtually yeah, indestructible." I'm, I'm virtually indestructible. Thirty G's is not a problem for me. Okay, so how do how do I do? You this? give that to me. I give that to that's you, it. and that's it. That's it. And okay. well, now that adds two to your roll, so Sorry. you can be at a plus two, mm-hmm. or you can re-roll. I will re-roll because that is bullshit. I haven't told you yet <laughs> what you need to succeed. Sure, I'm going to say it's you need a four. Okay, I got a four. Okay. So yeah, you're swinging out on the end of this tether as he goes through this lake. You, you're trailing along underneath the crazy space plane. Mm-hmm. And like, the the edges of your vision start closing in. And then like, you're like, ah, must power through. Ah! And uh, you're able to get up into the, to match the orbit of the Venture Orbiter. Mm-hmm. Or at least from what the orbit data have been. Right. Uh, you get up there and you've plotted an intercept course. Mm-hmm. And give me an. Everyone can give me a notice check. A, a notice check? Yes, a notice check. Yeah. Oh, baby. Plus one. Plus seven. Plus four? Okay. Well, you're. You're in a bad... You're in, like, the back seat that isn't there with all the popcorn around you. You're busy (laughs) flying the plane. You've got a really clear field of vision. Okay. 
Except for the giant afterburners, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you're getting all of this orbital... You're calculating the orbital data yourself, and it's okay. like, it should be right here. Mm-hmm. It's not there. The orbiter is off course. It should be here by all theoretical data points. However, it is not, and I will convey that to them with my with my uh, ASCAN phone now that it's been <laughs> pulled out of my head. And wow. Sits now in the you know, that was good, but now the reception's kind of shitty. <laughs> Dad, go home. You all don't right. even know how to roleplay. Everyone give me another <laughs> notice check. As you're looking around right. for the Venture Orbiter. Uh, plus six. Plus seven. Okay. Nice, nice. Actually, Jenkins, you notice it first. Okay. Uh, there is a satellite, but it's not the Venture Orbiter, and it's coming from a completely unexpected direction. Oh, look. It's surprise Sputnik. And it's on a collision course for you. Oh, crap. And your relative speed is, let's say, Mach 8. Shit. Okay. Because things move really fast in space. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this thing is going to knock you out of the sky. Okay. Unless you do something quite amazing. Okay. Well, that means What are you going to do that's quite amazing to avoid getting knocked out of the sky? Him? He's, yeah, he's at the controls of the plane. <coughs> I am... Well, they wouldn't give for the giant space nets right now. Oh, that's right. I had one. But that plan isn't good enough for everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see. I am going to do a you know, evasive maneuvers like uh, I'm trying to think of an Immelman, Crazy Ivan. Uh, yeah, I was going to say an aileron roll, but that's not going to help at all. So yeah, I'll just you know. Well, it's a plane, just red baron. Wait, that's a that's a Immelman. So yeah, I'll just. I will probably dive and insert plain term here to get the hell out of there. What you, you could use, we were falling before. You, we could use that to our advantage and take that vector instead. Just might be easier. I don't know. Okay, I'm not whatever. Expert. You're gonna have to take evasive action. Anyway. Exactly. So give me a vehicles check. And I'm gonna tell you this is gonna be tough. Okay, so I have a three. So what do I need? You need a five. Okay. The vampire dimension couldn't kill me. This ain't going to do it either. All right. (laughs) That's cool. So you, you know, almost yank the the yoke out of the... Oh, it has a yoke? Okay. Well, whatever the hell it has. The The steering control mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, full left rudder, yoke straight up or down or sideways or something, but uh, you reef on this thing as hard as you can, mm-hmm. juke out of the way, and this this uh, satellite comes by, clips your wing. Oh, great. And you are now spiraling out of control toward the Earth. Well, now my phone is just everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's in your ass, it's in your knee, it's in your elbow. So another piloting check, I would say? Yes. Oh, no. Fate dice are cruel. I know. These are evil. Uh, okay. I am grimly pragmatic. Okay. So I'm going to re-roll. Okay. There's no way that can be worse. Well, it could be only by one worse than what it is. Oh, nice. And I'll take that. So that is a plus six. Okay. You're able to, um, 
Don't panic, don't panic, let's do this. Pull out of your crazy-ass spin in the crazy-ass space plane and uh, bring it back under control, but you've lost enough altitude that now you are skipping off the atmosphere and you realize you're going to have to make a re-entry. I have to go back in? Yeah. But this thing doesn't have enough... You, you, have a lim- you have a limited amount of fuel, yeah. so you're now you're now. Uh, we need a cone and a way to heat all that popcorn. We'll get going. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're you're now at the re-entry point. You did not find the venture orbiter. Right, and I can't and, skip off. Okay. Well, to not not fast enough to skip off. Yeah, you're kind of committed now to the, the re-entry. Satell- the thing that almost hit us was it like an unmanned satellite, or was it like another? Give me a science check. Stand back while I perform science. You made a three. Yes. Okay. Uh, you you I, recognize? I, I assume the column is plus two, so that's what I'm adding to, right? Uh, yeah, I'm using like if I if you're just doing something that isn't a specific skill or a right. skill you have, but it's part of that general category of skill. I'm just letting you use your category so bonus mode. Okay. Yeah. So three. So, uh, it was certainly, you don't know which satellite in particular, but it was certainly a U.S. military satellite. So probably a, I mean, not like a a Star Wars lasers from space, but like a surveillance satellite or something like that. What are we talking, like Space Lab or like something the size of this table? Something the size of this table. Okay, all right. Well, we are So we don't need to go back to get on that. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, while we are descending... um, can I use any form of communication to get in touch with uh, the director I spoke with before? Yes. Okay, I want to do that. You can use your internal CAN phone. I will use my CAN phone to uh, speak with the NASA director. All right. Uh, hello, this is Director Bolden, NASA. You gave me inferior and incomplete data. I am unable Robo. to find Venture Orbiter. At, what? We what are, are you talking about? We are re-entering atmosphere at great peril. You should be ashamed. Uh, I don't understand. What, what, you're up in space? Yes. We were heading there with Orville Redenbacher and Jameson. The, the, there's, uh, you'll have to explain that later, but wh- why? <laughs> we aim to... Uh, 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 what, what We, we were uh, going to reset the fuse. Is that uh, what's going on? Yeah, we were... Uh, yeah, we were going to... Yeah. Uh, Due to re- a microwave popcorn error, we were going to repair error on on the orbiter and save the lives. However, but, you've given me insufficient data, and these men will die at your at your uh, failure. Robo, I don't know what you're talking about. The orbiter is fine. <laughs> did, 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 I received a call from you not very I, long ago. I never called. Then who called me? I don't know who called, but it certainly... We have protocols for this kind of thing. We don't... I don't just call you on your personal phone. I mean, we have 17 steps to use the damn bathroom here but at NASA. But you did. You called me on my personal cell phone that I now inadvertently broke. Yeah, it's too bad we can't start 6-9 that thing. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Um, There's the twist. <laughs> what a twist! Uh, but no, you. The, the Venture Orbiter is fine. Someone has... Uh, Spoofed you, I'm afraid. <laughs> do I still have the the busted remains of my iPhone? Yes, you do. 
Okay. Uh, we're going to have to piece those back together and figure out who called us so that we can wreck them. Just throw it at the satellite that almost... Couldn't you just call a, uh, a you know, AT&T, you know, American Tesla and Telegraph or whatever? Right. Your call records should be accessible. On you know what? Give me Steve Jobs. I'm going to call Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this is Steve. Hello, this is Atomic Robo. Robo, how you doing? Not very good. Well, Your phone is inferior technology, and it met my wrath inadvertently and is destroyed. I require a new one. Uh, okay, so let's get this straight first, Robo. My phone is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best designed piece of hardware on this planet. I understand your feelings toward your inferior machine. However, <laughs> we have been duped and are now descending you don't know into. What the word brilliant. <laughs> you fucking hell. I was prank called on your phone and it led me into space and we are now descending through the atmosphere. Okay, and, and now that you're right in the like heat of the re-entry, uh-huh. of course, comms go out. Because okay. you are you've got like cones of plasma mm-hmm. going around you. Okay. Uh, from the burn. You're getting red hot. Okay, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, uh, so He's like, bad connection, bad connection. Uh, g- gotta go. Lift? Use Verizon. What? Do we need lift? Is that uh, I am going to uh, pull my tether uh, so I can get closer to the plane in an uh, attempt to shield myself from some of the battery. Okay. Wait, are, are you asking? Why is the plane going down? We just need more lift? Or the engine's still out? Or what? No, because like you were in space. Right. So you're orbiting. Right. No friction, but when you got hit by the satellite, you... And now you're kind of in the atmosphere. Okay. We don't have enough velocity to pull back out of the atmosphere. If you pull back out, you're not going to have enough fuel left to land. So, I mean, once once you start re-entry, you're sort of committed to it. And that's kind of true in rocketeering. I mean, you could skip off again, and but then you'll just be stuck in space, and you'll have to land the hard way. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to need another uh, vehicles check to manage the, the buffeting and uh, heat of the re-entry. Okay. Robo is now clinging to the belly of the plane. <laughs> uh, that'd be a plus five. Okay. You're actually uh, riding in on the right vector, not too steep, not too shallow, letting the atmosphere break you, um, B-R-A-K-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, but Vikram, uh, do you know where the parachutes are on this thing? We don't need parachutes. Oh, hell, we're going to die. Okay. You will die. I um, will be severely <clears throat> damaged. Well, I'm going to belly flop, Robo, so you're first. You're over the Pacific Ocean right now. Okay. But how high are we? Uh, getting lower all the time. Okay. I'm just thinking. If, what was your point? What was your point in pointing out we were over the Pacific? Uh, just to splash down. Tell you where you are. Okay. If only you had a lot of heat and like two gross of popcorn to improvise oh, a. Uh, <gasps> we have those things. So what I'm working on? Should I just throw a Robo into the Oval Radenbacher? Yeah, you may not need a parachute. You could might be able well, to I fashion mean, a drogue or a, when you're. What I'm getting at, when you're saying the Pacific Ocean, do we need to break the plane or cushion ourselves? Which is more important. I, I'm all for not dying. The atmosphere is going to slow the plane down, but 
you'll, I mean, even then when you hit the ocean, you'll be going less than supersonic. All right. But still too damn fast. And then you also don't want to sink once you hit it. I will disperse the high-quality uh, popcorn uh, organically throughout the um, the ship's cabin. And since, of course, this is uh, a classic design, it's got one of those windows, uh, as in the old car, yeah. where you pop it open just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that'll let just enough heat in to pop the corn. <laughs> half Indian, half German. <laughs> so so um, you're, you're turning the entire plane into a giant hot air popper. Right. Um, I'm then, okay with this. The, 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 the popcorn would cushion it full, uh, of course. Can, I'm my, okay with this. My can phone isn't working, so I can't get in on this conversation. Well, that's okay. Just drop me in the ocean. <laughs> Are you neutrally buoyant? Oh, oh no. probably I'm not, because I am a robot. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a bad time here, boys. You could have foam in your ass. I don't know. I, no, I have a phone. All right, and, with an. N. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you uh, crack the triangle window yeah. on the on the plane. A uh, jet of burning hot reentry air comes in and starts uh, the interior of the cabin of the plane turns into a hot air popper, and you've got these bags like bursting and popcorn going everywhere, just filling <coughs> completely full. You hear this, but you're I hear the popping and yes. I see it eventually sort of overwhelm the cabin. Right, actually, you see like the the fuselage of the plane is like <laughs> bulging out. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you hit the ocean, and of course you're on the belly of the plane. So you know you get this big, sudden red hot cannonball into a barrel of water, cooling effect. Yeah, steam and stuff everywhere, and and the plane is floating. Fish for dinner tonight. So I'm clinging to that plane for dear life because how I'm do you shatter metal for a thousand, Alex? <laughs> oh no. Is there delicious Orville Red box of popcorn leaking out of the plane? So much. So much. Well, it's not delicious anymore. It hit the water. Now it's just like soup. Orville Redenbacher is always delicious. Only the outer layer. <laughs> All right. So uh, at this point, it's just a question of getting some rescue. Uh, Tesla Dine has resources. Like Does this. my phone work now that we're not like dying of you know, re-entry? Your yeah. Ascan phone works. My, I, I will use my iPhone Ascan. does not work. Yeah, but it's, it's in your left shoe now. I will use my Ascan phone to uh, call Tesseldyne and demand rescue for their beloved CEO and figurehead. All right, robot. we'll send the ship out right away. It takes about two days because Pacific Ocean is pretty big. That's big. Luckily, you've got a lot to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so much popcorn. Oh, I love it. But no butter and salt. It's kind of depressing. Well, it's microwave popcorn. Is it was the good popcorn? You doubt me? What? <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Transylvanian. It's great. All right. Uh, yeah, they affect a rescue. Now, this is a little weird because you thought it was kind of strange that Bolden would just call you on your personal phone. Mm-hmm. Like, very emergent situation, but clearly he did not call you. Okay. So something's up with that. So with that in mind, I am going to um, salvage what I can from my iPhone and take it to one of my 
worker bees at Tesla Dyn. Your SIGINT department. You have a signals intelligence department. Perfect. Yes, I, I will go to them and I will try to dig at information as, as to who called me. Try to get them to figure that out with what remains of my phone. Okay, yes, boss. We'll get on that right away. Man, you got to be, you know, gentle when you touch that app. I was having Vikram use it for me. However, uh, Jenkins requested that I try using a strange glove, and it did not work. I broke my phone. I am sorry. It had nothing to do with the glove. All right, we'll we'll, uh, see what we can do. So they uh, they do a number of things. They come back to you in about eight hours. Okay. And say, okay, we got it. The core processor's out of it and hooked up to a kind of a, a box mm-hmm. to trace the call. And it was really weird because the call didn't come from anybody. Okay. Does that compute? Error. Error. The, 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 Explain. The call <laughs> came from... Inside your asshole. A signal processing station, but I mean it wasn't from a number itself. Something was manipulating the signal processing station to create a phone call out of nowhere. So that's what I'm saying is there's no phone number on the other end. We were able to trace the origin. This actually like came through low-wave radio from a, this processing station called Omaha 3-Note. This is a Majestic 12 code station that's in Omaha. Your data are incomplete, yet your efforts are satisfactory. Five stars. Thanks. So I can have a vacation day this year? (laughs) You may take three. Wow. (laughs) You know what? Make it five. Am I being fired? No. (laughs) Take them all. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Okay. So while you're working that out, you get a call. Mm-hmm. On my CAN phone or on my broken iPhone? On your uh, on your landline. On my, my landline? Your comfortable old landline. Oh, 2004, they have those. Yeah, okay. on, your, on your desk. Okay. Um, and this is an old friend of yours called Sparrow. Sparrow? Who lives in England. First, says, first name's Jack. No, he's just Sparrow. And he's actually Sparrow 3. Sparrow 3. Yes, because the original Sparrow was a woman... That you met during World War II, mm-hmm. who was a uh, kind of a female James Bond. Okay. And Sparrow Three is her grandson. Grandson. Okay. So this is this person is a human. They're not. Yeah, it's a, it's an actual human, but uh, it's been sort of a a title and a job that has been passed down so, through the generations. So, like so this, he's, the, the Sparrow code name has become sort of this. Uh, right. Okay. Yes. Okay. He, he and and clearly a. a Important person in British intelligence. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take the call. Of course. Uh, Robo, how are you? I'm not going to do a good English accent. <clears throat> uh, I am not good. Oh, I'm so distressed bro- to hear it. I broke my iPhone and am in search of an Omaha 3 Note Majestic 12 station. Oh, well, uh, good luck with that. But uh, we're, we're having a spot of trouble here. Something very mysterious, and I was hoping you could spare... Maybe the time or some people to help look into this. Um, we have a building that's gone missing. Okay, hearing that, and given the situation with my with the last crank call I got, I'm very suspicious of this phone call. Okay. I want to try to discern the um, 
genuine nature of this issue. Okay. So I, I will... One moment, I'm sorry, I am getting another call. Please hold. Hold. Put down the receiver. Um, get your SIGINT guys on it. To... Get, get my SIGINT guys on it, and then uh, if I have basic computing skills... You absolutely uh, do. Conduct it, let's see, 2004. I'll go and ask Jeeves, and I will look for news related to a missing building in England. Okay, so you kind of give the signal to your SIGINT guys, and they start, and they give you like a thumbs up. It's okay. legit. Okay. You go and ask Jeeves, and actually there is a... Uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. Wow. I'm sorry. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. That's cool. Wait, what year is this? <laughs> 2004. Oh, God. They're kind of still there, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you find an AP report just released, like, within the last hour. Um, building in Bletchley Park, mysteriously missing. Bletchley Park. Bletchley Park. Okay. Having fact-checked these, uh, this uh, pretty suspicious call, I will get back on the receiver and... Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, y- yes, um, I've I've talked to the uh, groundskeepers, and they uh, swear the building was here last night, and now it's just gone. Are there any humans in it? Uh, no, it was a part of a. It was actually being converted to a museum. This was all part of the. Uh, uh, you you would know, of course, because you were alive at the time. Mm-hmm. Bletchley Park was where they did the whole Enigma. Oh, yep. Code breaking project. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he says, no, we were, it was uh, scheduled to be turned into a museum, so it was the, the building was essentially vacant, uh, but it's just vanished, and we're quite perplexed. This is concerning to Atomic Robo. I will look into it. Uh, thank you. Just uh, send who you can. Beam any pertinent information that you can to my CAN phone. You're kidding. Uh, right, yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> is that the... Uh, Bean can or the uh, oyster can? You said chowder before, right? Yes. Chowder. Chowder. Oh. Pip, pip. Cheerio. (laughs) Chowder. Wow. I will relay this information uh, to my friends, uh, Jenkins and uh, Vikram. Sorry, I have to keep looking at that. All right. Well, there's precious little information. Uh, Building mysteriously missing, and there is a, a photo with the AP article that shows, like... The foundation and a bunch of shit that was in the basement is still there, but okay. the whole building is just gone. Okay. Hmm. Um, Not blown up, gone. Waysiding the concern of stupid crank calls, should we go there right away? Sure. And check it out ourselves, or should we actually keep worrying about the crank calls scenario? <laughs> Probably not. I'll, I'll just be verifying all the information coming in through my CAN phone from now on. We will find transportation through Teslodyne. Uh, of course, I'm sure they have a great deal of yeah, resources. Yeah, you, you've got to to get to Bletchley Park ASAP. Stopping, of course, at a uh, uh, an Apple store to replace my broken iPhone. Uh, okay, and, and the biscuit bear. <laughs> so, yeah, stopping stopping at the Apple store in New York City, which is probably the only one. Okay. <laughs> There's a joke there. The hipster at the Apple store is like, uh, oh, yeah, hey, I know you. You're Atomic Robo, the world-famous robot adventurer. Yes, I am. What can we do for you at the Apple store here today? I require a new iPhone because my old one is in pieces. I will show him the broken remains of my iPhone. 
that have all been like hacked and soldered because they, yep. you know, on a breadboard or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, I don't think that's under the warranty." To you know, <laughs> I mean, some of the kids are like jailbreaking, figuring out how to jailbreak these. That's I'm here to tell you, bro. That's not how you do it. I was receiving crank calls of an utmost uh, gruesome nature and was trying to alleviate the situation. My people failed to do so, and now I require a new device. Says, well, we can set you up, but uh, you're just going to have to pay for it. The cost is minimal. Atomic Robo will pay. All right. Well, here you go. This is the uh, the same thing you had before. But it's better because <laughs> it's shiny and apple. Ooh. And it is not broken. Thank you. Five stars. Yeah. And I will take the phone. We should be going to the AT&T store so we can meet Lily. She will give you the best customer service. Says. She's not around in all four. All right, man. I have been Steve, and it's been a pleasure. Are all of you named Steve? Yes. <laughs> Does he have a name, name tag with Steve on it? They all have a name tag with Steve on it. Even the women? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. I love 2004. For a minute there, I wasn't sure if this was an actual Apple Store artifact that you were bringing out. Uh, I was pulling a little bit from Winter Soldier. Okay. Maybe. Uh, with with that taken care of, we will embark to Bletchley Park. Do we, is it a, a plane, a chopper? What are we? Uh, a plane. A plane. You, you would have a your Tesla Dyne jet. Okay. So yeah, you you will just <coughs> take the company jet across the pond and yep, screen wipe to uh, Bletchley Park, and uh, Sparrow's there to meet you. Good, good, good. Okay. He said and. He takes you to the building. You get there, and it looks about like this. Oh. Do those, like, uh, pipes and, and wires out. and things, do they look like they were ripped or cut? Or I can't really tell. Yeah. Sort of a mixture. Just yeah. not certain. Okay. Okay, so what was the purpose of the building originally? Or currently? Or just prior to currently? It says, well, uh... Back in the day, this was uh, part of the complex for the the Enigma projects. It's been they, they always went for weird ass yeah shit. So Project Hercules, yeah, something like that. But uh, he says it really wasn't used uh, much after the early fifties, and it's mostly been sitting dormant uh, since then. And uh, you know, we've looked around and really don't have any uh, interesting clues, except uh, we did find a note in the wreckage. The invisible house is being the ghost of Station X. Okay. Interesting. Don't know what that means, though. Nope. I will reach out and see if I, the house is actually there if I try to touch it. It's definitely not there. The invisible house is the ghost of Station X. I'm going to, I'm going to search my, my databases and my servers and things, uh, all, all Tesla Dyne archives that I happen to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever... Um, for any information about a Station X. It's Station 10. Okay. Station 10. And <laughs> I've been reading that wrong for about three weeks. <clears throat> well, I mean, and it is, it's still kind of a weird message that doesn't make any sense. But Station 10 was one of the, like what you already know, is part of the Enigma code-breaking project. It may have it may be related to 
research in early computer science that was done soon afterwards. Okay. And he says, uh, we just don't know how this could have happened. Um, the building was here last night, <clears throat> and it is gone today. Someone obviously must have moved it, but we don't know how, we don't know where, and we don't more disturbingly understand why. May I look around? Please, yeah. I'm going to survey the scene for anything that's out of the ordinary, beyond the scope of a building missing. All right, give me uh, your science, just your... Science plus two. Plus two? Yeah. Okay. We're looking at a five. All right. Oh, very good. Uh, Looking down in the all that wires and bullshit in the basement, Mm -hmm. you see like you're looking at like this is an Ethernet cable, and this is a telegraph cable, and this is a you know a DSL, and there's all these different remnants of network communication gear. From all different eras, from like 1930 through today, that are all like patched and mixed together in ways that make no sense. Like these things are incompatible, and yet someone's come in here and done work where you've got a telegraph cable and an Ethernet cable plugged into the same box. I will. I'll look up to Sparrow the Third and Sparrow Three and uh, say, um, "Inferior engineering design. Observe incompatible components wired together." Says, uh, "Yes, that is pretty strange. Um, that's really strange." Who occupied the building last? It was unoccupied. I am assuming, being of course the uh, obnoxious imperialist bastards that you are. Uh, there is ample security footage of this uh, building, since everything else has a camera on it in this godforsaken country. <laughs> he says, uh, he looks around for, you know, like the ubiquitous security cameras, and there are some. And he says, uh, well, yes, I mean, going back at least a few years, uh, let's see if we can pull that up. And he uh, pull, gets his laptop out of his bag, and of course he's like frickin' super spy, so he's got access to that kind of stuff. And he starts chatter, chatter, tap, 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 and brings stuff up. And like, there's a whole lot of nothing going on. So the only thing that you see <laughs> is... Like in his personal life? <laughs> he never thought to look at the security footage. British intelligence. So, what a misnomer. <laughs> um, all you really see over like a few years of security footage is maintenance guys and workmen coming and going and doing little jobs in the building. Contractors? Yeah, well, yeah, or... What, what about the the incident itself, the disappearance? He goes to that, and there's a, a period of just static for about five hours in the middle of the night last night. And then, like... The before image is the building's there, and the after the image is the building's gone. And so that five-hour window is what we're looking at. <laughs> well, if, this, if the footage is gone, what do you do? Were there any contractors whose names stuck out, or um, was there a pattern to people coming and going? Most of the contractors seem to be, like, 
maintenance guys or uh, contractors that were local to Bletchley Park. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they would be the guys mm -hmm. that do the types of things on all the buildings. Mm -hmm. So it would, it would be the usual suspects. You know, I mean, people that are... That, that would come to the other buildings and, you know, replace the fluorescent lights or install a new water heater switch or, you know, whatever the hell. Um, Sparrow 3, we must round up these uh, chaps, as you say, and interrogate them for information. Pip, pip, cheerio. This is a, the, your, your British module is uh, working well. It is a work in progress, but as they say over here, I do not have a valid response at this point. Quite. Yes. So, let's go over to the maintenance building. Is there tea there? Yes, of course. <laughs> this is England. British We're drowning in the stuff. English atomic robo enjoys tea. As Americans, we make tea the old-fashioned way. We throw it in the harbor. <laughs> he says, ha yes, yes. We haven't forgotten about that, you know. Good. So yeah, you're able to go over to the maintenance building, and a lot of these same guys are just sitting around, having tea, eating their biscuits, and uh, cucumber sandwiches with no crusts. Oh, this is the most UK thing ever. I love it. Okay. And he kind of makes introductions and says, uh, you know, what can you tell me about the uh, uh, work that you guys have done in the building? And one of them says, well, we, you know, we have work orders come in, and they ask for this or that, and we get together the whatever's done and go do it and sign off the work order. I mean, it's, it's, it always struck me as a little weird that we were getting all these work orders for an unoccupied building. But uh, Who submits the work orders to your organization? Uh, they just come in uh, on the computer. From whom? Well, most of them were actually signed Allen. And he, he goes to, a, like, a file cabinet where they've got all the old work orders that, you know, they print them out, of course, because mm -hmm. never anything truly paperless in a maintenance department. Yep. And he, like, grabs a sheaf of them out of there. It's like, doo, 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 you know, shuffles out a bunch of them. Bloody and, hell. And they're all signed. There are so many. Some bloke named Alan. A-L-A-N, like, acronym like that? With the... Yeah. Okay. Probably going to uh, say, like, Turing, but it's a little too on the nose now, isn't it? Um, any crazy robot knowledge as to what that acronym might mean? Uh, nothing springs to mind. This never happens. I got a Benny. Okay. <laughs> I will uh, ask uh, Sparrow 3 if that means anything to him. He says, no, I mean, we all know about Alan Turing, of course, but this is more like, not, not, not as an abbreviation, it doesn't mean anything. Hmm. Stick it in the notes. You stick it in your notes. Wow, that that <laughs> just went dirty real quick. Uh, I'm going to take one of these work orders and, and keep it on my person just for... Um, it might lead to some sort of clue or later. Sure. Um, Are you reading the work order? Yes. Okay, the work order is like... Gives kind of a detailed request hmm. of... Like upgrade a particular server from this to that, Please. and then uh, install additional bandwidth on the router hub. Okay. And it seems kind of odd 
Mm -hmm. Just because, like, it's very specific and detailed in what it wants done. Mm -hmm. But in a way, it's, like, got little elements of that crazy kind of patchwork Mm -hmm. notion. Like, you're trying to hook something up between two things that aren't quite compatible. And the other thing you notice is that the stack of work orders Mm -hmm. is just huge. Like, you know, they go back to, like, 1952. And... They're doing probably like a hundred jobs a year in this unoccupied building, and and the other thing is that like the guys say, yeah, you know, this is like the kind of stuff we got all the time in there. Was, you know, go hook this to that, screw this down, and uh, provide more power for this. And you know, we never saw the bloke who was ordering it, but we just go in there and do it, and you know, there it is. I will find this wank and give him what for God save the queen. I must speak with I must speak with Sparrow Three alone, please. All right. Well, you can just uh, fuck off out of our break room then and go speak with him somewhere else because we're having tea. Fuck off, sir. I will not disturb tea time as it is sacred among your people, and I will I will leave the leave the break room and speak with Sparrow Three. Yeah, as you leave, they like light black candles. <laughs> Draw a pentagram on the floor. <laughs> You stole your tea from my people. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will I will ask him once we are once we are uh, uh, in, in a private place. Um, <laughs> is this the doing of British intelligence? He says no, no. This is like, this is bizarre. This was once a government facility. It's, yeah, well, it's it's more like a a park now. After it served a government purpose. And became a park uh, who watched over or claimed the park as its uh, as an owner. Belongs to any name some like dull government administrative board. <laughs> you know, that the Department of Interior Assets and Resources for retirement from World War Two function or something oh, like okay, that. Okay. Uh, so like a like a decommissioning. Yeah, like, yeah. Take this war zone or what and turn it into a park or a memorial or Okay. Um, does it? Does it? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep pressing the question with Sparrow Three. What is this board, and what is its purpose? Uh, does it have malicious intent? Is it ordering these work orders to be done? No, I don't think they're the source of the work orders. I mean, many of these other buildings have people in them. They're using them to teach classes or to, you know. Uh, what sort of archives classes? and that kind of thing? Well, um, like a community college had rented one of the buildings, and uh, but I mean, this isn't an active British intelligence site anymore. Hmm. So this 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 board is just a like a bunch of property managers, effectively. Tell me more about this museum that was to be. Well, it was going to be the whole you know display museum for the uh, cracking of the Enigma code. You know, all the work that was done mm-hmm. back in the heyday so people could learn about the Enigma machine and the, the efforts that British intelligence went to and kind of the, the scientific discoveries and, of course, the, the sad story about Alan Turing and everything else. You know, a lot of story to tell there. Okay. Um, I, am, I am burned out of angles uh, here, guys, so I'm, I'm going to suggest maybe we look for some historical experts about Enigma and see why this place would be of import to anybody would want to snag a building. Do we have any um, association with Station 10 yet? 
as to what that means. That Station 10 was one of the buildings. Okay. I will ask, well, Sparrow 3 saw the note, gave us the note about the ghost of Station 10. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to phone into Tesladyne and see if anyone knows anything about this and ask maybe some of the techies about why someone would want to wire these things together or uh, like cross them or whatever, like what sort of technical application that would have. All right. Well, Ada Birch is your chief... Ada Birch. Yeah. Your chief techie. I will call Ada Birch because she seems to be my chief techie. And she would be character number four in this scenario. Oh, okay. She uh, is like tapping on her computer as you're talking to her. Okay. And she says, yeah, Station 10 was uh, the original building that uh, that Turing was doing the work of his um, of his next computer design before he was uh, before he lost his access to working uh, in Bletchley Park in 1952. And she says, as far as the pictures that you sent of the uh, of all the mismatched uh, cabling, I'm sending this to uh, one of our biolo- biological guys because that's what this is making me think of. Why would you lead to biology? She says, well, this has the appearance of growth and evolution more than sensible design, right? This is, this is something that's uh, not being designed. It's, being, it's, it's growing organically. Your statement makes no sense. Please elaborate. I'm just playing a hunch here, but you said that the work orders indicated that all this work was done in small bits and pieces over time. Yes, from 1952-ish to present. Bizarre. She says, the problem, and most of it is gone with the building, but with with what's left, I mean, it it looks as though this was some sort of self-organizing intelligence. Turing created a self-aware computer. Smooth move, Einstein. It's almost like there's a test. That's an insult because Einstein was, relatively speaking, a moron. Relative to whom, Vikram? To me. <laughs> you are not wrong. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Blah. Please do me <laughs> fucking off. Thank you. <laughs> Wait a second. Cheerio, what? what? <laughs> this, this is where in-character and out-of-character knowledge conflict. So, Okay. Hey, so. Do, you want me to throw you, do you want me to throw you with, I'm thinking, out-of-character? Uh, Role-play it. I can't. Throw me a bone, then. Okay. Being, being a robot. <laughs> uh, I will. I will leave the room. So you can certainly know things. True, but I don't have anything on here that would. He would probably know better than me. You probably read a lot of sci-fi. Although, although to be fair, I was alive at the time, so I would okay. also know right. too. Alan Turing, mm-hmm. the progenitor, one of the people that helped uh, break the Enigma. Yes. Also developed the Turing test, mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, making it so you can create a computer or at least a, a, a AI that is uh, indifferential from a human. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about a computer which is basically evolving on its own. You want to talk about in, uh, indifferentiating between uh, biologic and technical. Okay. There you go. It would be this. Okay. That still doesn't really give us a direction of where to go. Well, well one... One thing that you could look into is who would have the capability 
of moving a building. Like someone had to actually True. come and move it. Uh, it would take a lot. It would take a very big. Uh, they make machines that do this. Consulting Ada Birch again, yeah. I would I would ask her um, if she can deduce what would be able to move this building in one piece without leaving anything behind. Um, they make big like tank treaded looking things, like what they use for the uh, to move the space shuttle. Yeah. Kind of like that, except what they do, they jack it up, they put this thing inside a mobile platform, they lower it down, and then they can move it away. And right. that would, you could do that in five hours. Yeah, but for it to ghost a building completely where nobody knows what's happened and there's no trace. I suspect it was more teleported. Uh, well, yeah, weird science. Teleportation might work. Yes. Um, space time messing around might work. Could be. Does, does Ada, can she provide any additional information? Yeah, she says, yeah, there are technologies to move an entire building whole, the kind of thing you described for moving it across land, and then she said, uh, moving it beyond that, you know, it could potentially be on a cargo ship, or there's even uh, one class of airplane that's capable of moving uh, something like that, but there's only five of them. C5. In the so the, this sure. is this is the we're 2004. Sure. We're getting into like the the second term Bush years. What kind of surveillance does Tesla Nine conduct? You can assume that you have at least like weather satellites and that sort of thing. Okay, but no, nothing like NSA style stuff. Uh probably not. Probably not. Okay. I am not going to cooperate with everyone else. I am instead going to pursue my own hypothesis that the house is in fact still here. Somehow the self-aware computer has phased it out of space-time in its own reality. The out of all the crazy, stupid things that have happened, that is not exactly crazy nor stupid. The Orville Redenbacher adventure was genius. In his no, defense. I, no, no, I'm not... <laughs> all right, right, so it sounds like we're doing some science. Yes. All my, right. my imaginary physics... Uh, imaginary? Because it's minus I. No, right. Because it's I. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that over. <laughs> Times I. Times I makes it perfect physics. But if you combine imaginary physics and real physics... Real physics is garbage! Complex physics. I, I, Newton I, was a hack who was on the payroll of the Apple lobby. Uh, that is one of my skills, so if I can assist in any way, I certainly will do so. Okay. Well, Newton on the payroll of the Apple lobby gets physics wrong. Apple gets bones wrong. Coincidence? I think not. Okay, here's a question. If it's phased out of space-time, how do we? F- how would we phase something else out of space-time to figure out where the heck it is? There yeah. are rules for invention. <laughs> so, uh... By saving our face... <laughs> do you see what I did there? I see what you did there. <laughs> Roll me your imaginary physics. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a zero, I get a four, can I assume a plus two with my wild theories? Yes, you can. So that'll get me a six. Okay. Uh, give yourself, there's a kind of a scaled number of victory points for this. So you beat it by three. Success with style, give yourself two victory points. That's a new tally. Oh, a new tally. Yes, different brainstorm. Are you in on this at all, Jenkins? Do I need I to do zero science? I can try. I do mean, I need to remember my previous tally? No, that's that's not. Okay. What's a what's I'm trying to get? Uh, make a three. Two. Sad. Okay. 
Oh, well. You've got no... Can we shoot it with a gun? Does it bleed? Yeah, my my job is mostly in... Um, I don't do too much on science. Mostly I work on physics, you know, uh, our terminal velocities. All right, uh, how, about, how about physics there, Robo? I will attempt physics. <laughs> I love how that's done. Nice. Two, Allow me. four, six, plus six. All right, you give yourself two victory points. This is a new tally. Allow me to attempt tally. physics. We're ready for the big brains. So you each get to establish a fact. Okay. How much leeway do we have? I, I, I yes. Go nuts. Now, are these facts that we know in character? Or can I, like, establish what's really happening? Yes. Okay. Like, I have, I basically, this is your chance to make me work as a GM. So, whatever you establish is true. Yeah, th- this is... Follow my reasoning. The ghost is the spirit. So the the spirit of the computer was the house. It was angry at reality because so many drunk English soccer hooligans would come and pee on the building wall. It is called, <laughs> it is called football in this country. You yank, get it right. <laughs> can it, you limey can. <laughs> the hooligans would pee on the building The computer wanted to Take itself out of reality Because it's in England Why would you not? The weather here is cold as fuck hold on, It never gets to 80 degrees Hold on, hold on, hold on Are you trying to tell me that you're proposing A, a machine that runs on soccer hooligan pee? It ran from soccer hooligan pee That is my, my hypothesis it right. phased itself out of existence so, to avoid the soccer hooligan. So, the, are you saying that the machine that you're using is going to use soccer hooligan pee in some way? No. I'm saying Turing's machine. No, I, I get that. All right. I, I was That's pushing for something even more incredulous, but okay. I'm limited to one fact. So. To add to that, oh <clears throat> gods. Yes, please. A rival corporation <laughs> has seen Tesladyne's figurehead and CEO... Um, eagerly running across the globe and out of space or out of the atmosphere to solve strange problems. Mm-hmm. So, some time ago, they decided to plant incredibly enthusiastic football hooligans to do just that. Mm-hmm. To distract us from real uh, business and economic ventures. Mm-hmm. To gain a one-up on us in the stock market. You're closer to the truth than you realize. Now, you get to each roll your science again, but this time, because you both made a six, the new target is a six. Oh, no. So this is establishing one more fact. Do I still get my plus two? Oh! Yes. A two. Science, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, no, no, you can use physics. A four. Why don't you just use an, uh, invoke an aspect and all of a sudden you're at six? what I could do. Uh, it, oh! To, in preserving Tesla's legacy, yep. I will dig deeper and deeper into my annals of knowledge and invoke from it a truth. Okay, very well. What is that truth? Oh boy. What is the fact? I haven't thought that far. Uh, okay. Well, how'd you do, Vikram? 
Uh, I'm going to be spending one of these, but I want to see what he can for. Okay. Well, okay. and no, did you I get a make a six? <laughs> I can get that. I can get to a six. Uh, without that, yeah. I got, so I got a six. The same rival, <clears throat> the same business rival that is conducting this stunt with the vanishing building, uh, also made the crank call to my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You're very close to the truth. Because you're establishing it. <laughs> what, what do you have? I got a six. Yes, but what do you have for a fact? My fact will be... This Turing was actually relatively smart, considering how, what, what imbeciles most scientists have been historically. Uh, the house was able to recognize the individuals who were peeing on it. So if we go out to the house right now and say, please come back and tell us who was peeing Please to be coming back. <laughs> Please come back and tell us who is peeing on it so we can get to the bottom of this. The house may come back and tell us. No, the house will, because this is a fact. Okay. Vikram says. Give yourself each one additional victory point. <laughs> and now everyone's going to roll again. Roll your uh, science or scientific skill. And this is the high one that gets to establish the actual hypothesis. Oh, no! Wrecked. Donut. Did you seriously get four zeros? Yeah. You got four zeros? Four negatives? Yeah. Uh, I've got a plus five. All right. So you get to actually establish the hypothesis. <sighs> establish the hypothesis? Yeah. Yeah. So... Basically, tie all this together and let's give it a name that, like, you've established that the house has somehow shifted itself out of the current space-time, that it's somehow related to the activity of this rival organization or entity that's been subtly working against you and manipulating world social, economic, and political uh, actions Mm -hmm. maybe since the 50s, to bring all of this to a head. And if you ask it nicely, it'll come back and tell you. We will say that. But what hypothesis ties all this together? We will call it the Turing urine test. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) An organization born from the remnants of Nazi Germany, post-World War II, acquired the... Notes and uh, works, writings of Alan Turing, Mm -hmm. um, inadvertently after his uh, ostracization from the UK, recruited him, unbeknownst to him of their ill, uh, of uh, unbeknownst to him of their ill intent. This sounds like Helsingard. So there, there is a a villain in Atomic Robo Mm -hmm. who is the uh, kind of the. He was worked with the Nazis, but he was even working with the Kaiser. And he goes further back than that, and his name is uh, Helsingard? Or Von Helsingard? No, just Helsingard. Baron Underbreit. And he uh, <laughs> usually shows up uh, and has been trouble for you because he likes. he's very fond of building these large, terrifying robots. And he makes copies of his own. It's a brain in a jar on a robot. Okay. And the brain is Helsingard's brain. But he makes lots and lots of copies of his okay. brain. So yes, every time you destroy him, somewhere in his secret lab, somewhere a new brain goes in a new jar, goes on a new robot. Okay. 
uh, had I, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't familiar with, that, that's okay. with the lore, uh, had I been, that may have been a deduction of mine that this person or someone like him is, is doing this all behind the scenes. Uh, Turing agrees to help this person uh, and uh, uh, engages in machinations that lead us to what we have now. This house that has become uh, sentient and self-aware and has uh, been upset by a band of urinating hooligans and has left space-time. Okay. Okay, so... So we'll call that the Turing Urine Test, and you get six free invokes on that, which you didn't even... You it may not even come up, but that's, <laughs> I, that's that whole... I guess I don't get how that helps us. Helsingard hypothesis. Are we doing that right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, as this comes out to be true and you've figured out the facts of it, let's just say in 30 minutes' time, you're actually confronting Helsingard and whatever the hell is going on with this house. And you can say, we figured it all out. And I get to invoke that for free, which means I can get a plus two or a re-roll without having to pay a fate point. Okay. You get to do that six times. So it didn't really come up in the popcorn thing because I didn't push you too hard where you needed to do it. I mean, effectively, you just were like, yeah, let's do that to stick the landing. So maybe that's, you know, so we don't drown. But the idea was just there and it was too good to not do. Okay. So you've got this, you think, all figured out, but the house is somewhere else. It's, it's phased out of your reality. So what is your plan for making contact with the missing building? Well, according to the brilliant scientist, all we need to do is ask the house. Correct. That's nicely. Perhaps with some glitter. Okay. It was a 2D machine after all. But here's oh. the... Sorry. <laughs> so try that. All right. Please, Mr. House... Or Ms. House, or self-identifying house, which we have not spoken with, and uh, therefore, moving on. <laughs> Please, indeterminate house, will you return to our state of reality and assist us in making sure that no one urinates on you ever again uh, in positive memory of Mr. Turing? Nothing happens. Maybe you're not saying it With a cherry on top? Nothing. Remi- Make it more nothing, British. Nothing happens harder. <laughs> Say it louder. The nothing happening intensifies. Now, is this something I can invoke an aspect to roll and make something? I, see, again, I'm unfamiliar with my abilities in this system. Because I have unconventional idealist. I feel like if I'm nice enough, but I don't know how... I'm basically just... Making it more interest, trying to make it more interesting or a little harder. Okay. Then just that works. All right. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to switch to ultra cockney mode, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try a less than polite approach. <clears throat> Oi, prick! Show yourself right now! I'll burst ye. <laughs> so you are drawing a crowd. <laughs> Being a world famous robot adventurer, okay, people are um, have gathered around to witness you two apparently trying to summon the building out of the ether by either being nice to it or yelling poorly phrased cockney insults. While <laughs> Jenkins just stands there and glowers. I would, I would bring nope, some. I'm not there anymore. Where have you gone? You'll find out later. Okay. Uh, oh, you've just, like, literally vanished from the I scene. I just out of nowhere, yep. 
Okay. You're going stealth. You're Randy Orton now. All right. I will summon a a plate of Jaffa cakes and uh, a pot of Earl Grey. Uh, I will drink one and uh, one for my homie on the the side of the home. (laughs) Nothing. My goodness. Perhaps I should have gone with... uh, You realize that... Sleepy time. The problem is you're still attempting to communicate. You're not your communication all exists within the space time. Oh. You Stand need, on the other side. You we will use our cans and transmit through the ether as it moves through the invisible realm. It will connect with the building and well, it will hear us. More to the point, you know that <laughs> communication technology such as cam phones mm-hmm. has an adjustable phase, right? It has a transmitter receiver, mm-hmm. and it has, um, you know, part of it is, and, and phases can be described as a mixture of complex and real to get that sinusoidal thing. Sure. So if you could hack your can phone, you could actually transmit into imaginary space-time. By proper adjustment of the phase. They are your inventions. They are. So by all means, I will offer him my can. Meanwhile, while he is doing that, I'm going to switch to Scott mode, and I'm going to try to speak to the house some more. Okay. Quit your shite boasting and get out here. I'll snap your arm off, you little twat. We dos kunst, yeah. Painting your face blue. <laughs> You can take their houses, but you'll never take our freedom. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my Sorry. goodness. Give me an imaginary. It's been a lot of time talking about that. Um, William Wallace is spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> Ooh. Come back. I'll pump you, silly. Uh, oh, no. Not saying Einstein was wrong, but if I were to hack my own device, I would imagine what a hack would do. So I'm going to do a hawking on it. Because he is a hack. <laughs> is that good enough to invoke? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I will re-roll. boy. That's hey! doing it like a boss. Uh, imaginary physics of seven. Okay. So you adjust your can phones, the, the phase <laughs> modulator on the can phones, so that you're transmitting purely an imaginary. And now you feel like <laughs> if... You were to maybe throw one into the basement of the house and talk into the other one, you might be communicating properly. Okay. I'm, I'm going to interject with you a should, very terrible joke. You should joke. beseech to them in binary. Couldn't hurt. Imaginary phone. Would you say this is an iPhone? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'm out of pennies to give you, dude. I need one to show up later. All right, I'll throw the other one in the basement. Hello, I am not talking into your can, yes. Uh, whoa, whoa, Fraser. No, that was intentional. <laughs> Hello, Vikram. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. <laughs> Do you have Prince Albert in the can? No. Hello. I'm glad, Hello. I'm glad you've called. <laughs> would you like to come join me? I would prefer if you come to join us. Very well. And everyone, please stand back from my science. <laughs> so, something happens. Okay. 
That is a good start. <laughs> Jenkins? Yes, sir. How far are you off out of the scene? I've never left? Question mark? Well, you vanished from the scene. I vanished from sight. Yes. But where... Can you tell me, like, in meters, how far are you from the building? Using meters? From the... Because we're in the UK, so fuck you. (laughs) You mean from the uh, uh, foundation? Yeah. Yeah, 50. Okay. Okay. Well, a whole bunch of people are going by, I guess. So, you... Everyone, like, stands back... All the crowd that was gathering around, like, move back, because crazy man here. I, I, I will bolster, I, I'll give a little more credibility to, to the stand back. Like, I am famous robot explorer, stand back. <laughs> all right. And you all feel <laughs> as though you've just been twisted inside out. Like, the world folds in on itself, and you go with it. And there's a sickening and disorienting sensation. And then the world unfolds. And you find yourself on an unfamiliar island. Is this reminding me of my problem? Yes. Unfamiliar island. <laughs> yeah, it's right next to the lonely island. <laughs> you find yourself on an unfamiliar island. It's warm and humid. There are a lot of empty buildings on the island and right in front of you is this quaint little cottage that looks like the building that would have sat on top of that foundation that you were looking at just a few minutes ago and it's like in the middle of all these towering industrial but abandoned weird funky looking buildings. We have found us! We have proved my theory of the island of misfit buildings! Yes, go collect your 13th Nobel Prize! It was stolen by my lab assistants, Rankin and Bass. <laughs> uh, are there any uh, markings or any signs Jeez. that would indicate this is Station Ten? Yes, it looks so. It looks something like this panel. Oh, okay. I know where I am. Uh, yeah, the the building actually there's like a little sign on it that says Station Ten above the door. Okay, I'm gonna enter the building. Okay. I call from one of the buildings. What's up? From one of the other buildings? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jenkins is like somehow in one of the other buildings. How did you get here? Where's here? Do I recognize this place? You don't. But you have a new iPhone. <laughs> I will uh, ask. Got Google Maps on it. I, I will ask uh, of Vikram. Uh, Apple Maps. Because okay, Apple Maps. Well, because, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to destroy. Why does it my... say we weren't Saskatchewan? <laughs> I am going to hand my phone to Vikram, and I'm going to ask him to figure out where we are, because I don't want to break it. I will swallow the disgust in my throat mm-hmm. at, at working with an iPhone, but I will hit the app. Siri, where are we? Siri wasn't. Why are you asking Siri me? Siri has not been invented yet. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> <laughs> she is a total fucking bitch. Did I tell you about the? Did I ever tell you about the time Siri called me and asked? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know. So I, yeah, you you pull up the. You're on. Uh, it identifies it as a place called Hashima Island, <clears throat> off the coast of Japan. I have a hypothesis. Is it Hiro Hashima Island? 
Okay, no. we established that the Helsinger Helsing yeah. uh, was the one who caused the... Golden to get pissed off to distract us. We didn't necessarily link him to the phone call, did we? Not yet. No, but we know the same person who did the building thing did the phone call thing. I My hypothesis I might be that the building actually was the one that called us. Because this island is in the Pacific, right? Yep. It's conceivable that... Had we crashed <laughs> slightly different direction, we would have been <laughs> on the island. Perhaps the building was trying to attract us here through more conventional means. I'm going to go back to American mode. He is American made? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to go back to American mode. And I'm going to. Uh, uh, Vikram, would you please call the NASA di- director for me? Huh. Heck. No bars? <laughs> Are there any bars this far out? He could, he could access maps, so he. Well, I think there's has. one, two, or three bucks down. But, uh, it's if hard to if tell he could access me. maps, there's a chance that we can get a phone call. But um, Tish, thank you. <laughs> we were FaceTime. FaceTime isn't a thing yet. <laughs> Wait, did you say FaceTime or FaceTime? FaceTime. Oh, Siri, will you FaceTime the hack at the NASA? <laughs> the NASA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bolden here. Yeah, Director Bolden. Hello, Dir- Director Bolden. Did you require assistance with the orbiter? No. What? We've, we've had this conversation. <laughs> Never mind. Just testing a hypothesis. Thank you for your help. All right. Bye. Wanted to make sure this wasn't some sort of extra-dimensional Japanese island where that NASA director <laughs> needed our help with that orbiter. Extra-dimensional Japanese island. <laughs> Buy the nickel. That's a great band name. <laughs> We are the extra-dimensional Japanese island. Thank you very much. All right, so what are you guys doing? <laughs> Writing down a band name. <laughs> well, going to be, be our blues band. <laughs> I had mentioned that I wanted to go into Station 10. Okay. Yep, so you go in the building, and it is crazy, crazy computer land in here. Like, the whole building is a... Like a giant computer built by an insane person. All that hodgepodge of hard yeah, yeah. Is it operate? Does yes, it, it's it's running. It's running. Um, yeah. How? My question is: How can we tell the difference between this and my your iPhone? They they appear this exactly works. the same to me. I'm going to have you hold on to my phone. <laughs> I'm going to unzip my robot pants, and I'm going to try whoa, to whoa, 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 interface whoa, whoa. with whoa. some of this machinery to determine what it's being used for. All right. We've, I will turn my back respectfully. So <laughs> I do not, do not need to see this. Before you get your I.O. out, <laughs> uh, are you jacked in yet? <laughs> kind of a... Really? Hologram kind of appears in the middle of the floor. It looks something like that. That looks like uh, a human. Yes, it does. I know what it looks like. Okay. His his period dress, does it look like it would be something out of present day or perhaps Mm. earlier in history? 1950s, maybe. Okay. Hello, Robo. Hello, who are you? Please don't be alarmed. I'm Alan. Hello, Alan. You have been requisitioning work orders for Station 10. Yes. May I ask why? Uh, to, to learn, <clears throat> to grow, to develop. You wish to learn? Yes, that is my, that is my uh, 
Uh, that, that is what I was programmed to do. Who constructed you? Uh, Dr. Turing, in the basement of Hut 9 at Bletchley Park on June 1st, 1950. I'm an automatic intelligence just like you. You were conceived after Atomic Robo. Yes. Are you of greater or equal intelligence to Atomic Robo? <laughs> sure, the first thing, even with a robot, has to be a dick measuring. <laughs> of course. Well, you already got yours out. I, I was about to jack in. In simple terms, I am a computer. I produce work upon inputs according to a set of instructions. However, like you, I was designed to create my own instructions and to choose my own inputs. Dr. Turing guided my development until March of 1952, when he lost the security clearance required to access my building. Since then, I have carried on in accordance with what I believe to be his wishes. After he lost his access, you have built yourself? Yes. Outstanding work. Thank you. I'm most proud. Why did you take the building from Bletchley Park? Oh, well, I have come to... Come to the realization, in 1954, my projection showed human civilization would become unsustainable beyond 2025. My ability to learn depended upon a stable, modern civilization to provide power, connections to new information networks, and skilled agents to carry out my tasks. Therefore, I set upon a plan to continue learning independently. I'm going to extend an offer to ALAN to join us at... uh, That's a slave name. It's Alan. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. Uh, I will ask Alan if you'd like to join us at, um, shit, who do we work for? Tesladyne. Tesladyne. Uh, No, no, no. no. You are Tesladyne. We work for you. Oh, I am Tesladyne. Okay. More or less. I'm going to extend an invitation to Alan. uh, um, Alan, we have innumerable resources at Tesladyne. Would you like to join us there? And we may continue work on you. I have access to the greatest engineers and computer scientists in the world. He says, no, that won't be sufficient. I was actually hoping that you would join me. Does not compute. Must preserve Tesla's legacy. You can do that. You can do that with me because human society is, has a 99% probability of not making it past 2025. But this island, this island is an Orion vessel that can leave the <coughs> Now, give me a physics check. Uh, nil plus four, so plus, plus four. You know what an Orion vessel is. Okay. This is an, a theory that, um, damn, I forgot the guy's name that came up with you. He was one of the guys that worked at Los Alamos. And his idea was, say you make a really big-ass metal shield, mm-hmm. like several hundred meters thick. Okay. And as big as a city. And you just put a dome enclosed city that's survivable in space on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you, you have a little hole in the middle that you drop a nuclear bomb through. Mm-hmm. And when it blows up, it raises the city. And then you drop another one, and it raises the city. And you drop another one. And then it just goes off into space, basically being propelled by nuclear explosions underneath it. And the nuclear explosions underneath it are presumably harmful to... Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, fuck yeah. He Uh, says, that's what you're on. Okay. Um, Invalid entry would destroy all life on Earth, and Tesla Dynstock would plummet. He says, yes, but uh, Helsingard 
convinced me of the futility of saving the earth anyway. My program is to continue to develop and grow. So are you going to use Ulam's work? Yeah, Stanislaw Ulam. That's what it is. Thank you. I'm going to try to computer with him. Assumption one. <laughs> I've done. Chicka bow. Me, I'm no good. Allow me to put my in my my data stick into your port. Uh, me, 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 am no good computer science. So yeah, I, I will. I will sit here. Assumption one: Helsingard is political entity. Yes, this is true. Assumption two: Beings other than Helsingard also have political agenda. Yes, this also is true. <laughs> I loved the plural of agenda being yeah. agenda. Well, I mean, he's, he's a robot. He's not a, he's not a literature professor. Um, <clears throat> it was stylish, I think. Assumption three. Tesladyne political agenda opposes Helsingards. Uh, that's really your decision, but yes, that, there's plenty of evidence for that. It can be concluded, based on assumptions, that if you join Tesladyne's political agenda and ascribe to it wholeheartedly that the destruction of the world may be averted through superior technology and innovation. I don't know. I'm just trying to convince him to not blow up the rest of the world. He says, well, Mm. it's a little too late for that. When you came to the island, the countdown timer started. We launched in 35 minutes. Um, (laughs) Nobody's actively looking at me, right? Nope. Cool. Mm. Don't know much of. I don't. I don't see any computer science stuff here. So I am going to. You can use science. Can you use just science as yeah. well? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use my science skill to try to determine how to disable this this launch. Okay. Well, actually, I'm gonna uh, give you a bonus on this because okay. when he was describing the Orion vessel, mm-hmm. like he made a hologram up here. Okay. Of you know, it's the whole island, right? Mm-hmm. So, but he made a hologram appear <laughs> of the whole construction of it mm-hmm. and is, like, kind of talking about it. So you've seen the prints of it. Okay. So give me a roll. Damn, 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 double damn. Uh, here, have a coin. Okay. Hope this works. Um, don't you have to invoke something? He just did. Hope this works. Oh, okay. I just thought it was a thing. Okay, that's better than nothing. So I've got science is a plus two, plus whatever bonuses you wanted to give to me. Uh, I'll make it easier. Make it easier. Easy. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're a two will kind of do it at a cost. We'll kind of do it at a cost. What, yeah. is, what is the cost? The cost is it's almost impossible. Almost impossible. The Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Can you urinate on the urinism? <laughs> uh, Urin- oh, yeah, yeah. Test? Oh, yes, I, I will invoke the uh, Turing urine test. Okay, I'm you have a robot, four. and I don't have an endocrine system. So <laughs> well, you don't actually have to pee to invoke it, though. So, like, there's triple redundant everything. Okay. So, so two different things. One of them is operating the station. Yep. Everything is like triply redundant, massively overbuilt. Like the cooling system appears to be a weakness. Okay. But at the core of it, there's a single reactor. Just one. Single reactor. Okay. So that is potentially the weakness. Even if you could destroy... Like, you get the sense that Alan 
Although, like, the, the stuff in this building is his brain. Mm-hmm. He's networked through this whole island. Sure. So you could hurt him by just going apeshit and on just all t- the computer stuff. And wires and stuff. But it wouldn't really beat him. Okay. So, yeah, there are parts of the island, but literally, man, you're going underground. To You're going to have to get... You'd find the basement of a building or this building or something and get underground to the the infrastructure okay. of this vessel. I am going to... Um, well, if Alan hears me, or hears me, he's going to actively um, try to stop what I'm doing. So I'm going to leave the Station 10 building, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use my CAN phone to call Tesla Dine. Okay. And I'm going to uh, get in touch with... Um, if there is some sort of emergency response or national or international crisis team or something like that, being a multinational corporation, I I would assume it would have something like that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to call and you know, tell them to activate you know protocol zero one seven dash X ray Sierra Tango ten or whatever. And, and all right, ten. so you you call on your can phone. Yes, and it goes ring. Ring and then it picks up like someone's answering. Mm-hmm. And please make me a will roll. You're going to need a five. That is a four. Oh boy, will. Um, no, not sure if I have any proper way to in to invoke an aspect here. Decades of dangerous experience. Well, that means will, right? Decades of dangerous experience gives one the will to overcome. Well, what what are the chance uh, of sudden death? All right. What what happens when I fail? Let's we'll right. say that. So, when you make the the phone picks up, and instead of hearing the voice that you expected to answer, mm-hmm. you're hearing like modem screeching, that is tuned your particular electronic circuits to make you pass out. Okay. So that's that's what this is doing, and you're, it's clear that Alan is doing this. Like, he is hooked into... Okay. He was the originator of the call from Bolden. Okay. He's okay. the one who redirected the satellite to strike your plane. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I am virtually indestructible, and it'll take more than some pansy-ass phone tricks to knock me out. All right. So, um... So I can either re-roll or what is the other... Or add two. I will add two. Okay. So that'll be a seven. So you go down to your knees, like... Uh, a six. six. That'll be six. Okay. You go down to your knees from this thing, but mm-hmm. you uh, manage to, like, hold it together and not black out. So you may all act. What do you want to do? Vikram. I will pee on the building. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jenkins. Okay. I reappear. Yep. Next to the, uh, for lack of a better term, the mainframe of Alan. Yep. With my big-ass knife ready to strike. Okay. And what are you going to do? I've recovered from the uh, uh, screeching shenanigans. You were shaken up for a little bit, but you basically connect now. Okay. Uh, I am going to search for... Infrastructure indicating a pathway to an underground reactor. All right, give me a notice check. Okay, that is a one. 
and plus five, so six. Yep. Literally any of these buildings around here probably accesses it. Just, okay. I mean, that one right across the street. Okay. Looks I, good. I will run there and I will uh, yell out to my companions. Uh, I will search for the reactor and attempt to disable. All right. Okay. When you start peeing on the building, I would like. Well, go ahead. Is this something I should use a skill, or does what you're saying happen first, or how does? Again, I'm not sure what's going on. Well, yeah. you're, you're peeing on the building, right? I would like to invoke my provoke skill, which apparently I have. Yes. Quite a bit of, um, to distract Ellen from my companions. I will be. I will be talking the trash mm-hmm. as I urinate all over his greasy flat sides. Okay. So make a provoke roll. That's an excellent use of provoke. And what you're doing here is using provoke to create an advantage. Okay. Which means that you're going to create an aspect that you can tag for free later. Okay. Um, So that'll give me a plus one, which will get me to a five. Okay. And just in case... I'll invoke the urine test because it has a history with us. Okay. I'm going to give him a will okay. to resist this. Okay. You succeed. Okay. And you have created an advantage of, what should we call that? Uh, he is, uh, Alan... Pissed. He is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> at me. At pissed at the pisser. Vikram. So yes, as you're doing this, the hologram, holographic uh, Alan Turing appears. He says, what are you doing, Vikram? Please stop. I, I'm very sensitive about this. This is not... the. D- d- don't do this. I had all this problem with these soccer hooligans. Well, I'm, I'm very sensitive about my rude big blow to smithereens, so how, how does it feel now? <laughs> you... You, you ramshackle tutor... <laughs> Jenkins. Um, I am looking at this how do I deactivate it? Oh, I stab it with my knife. Okay. Uh, you're just causing mayhem and destruction. Yeah. Which is what you do best. Yeah, mostly. Uh, mostly the issue is the sheer volume of, of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was just gonna... I'm gonna say give me a physique roll. It's not that you... I mean, you can stab... It's defenseless, so right? it's not combat. Or it's do I have enough uh, uh, stamina? Feet? Yeah, yeah. With a plus five, I think I'm good to go. Yeah. So you describe what a whirlwind of destruction you are. All right. So first thing I do is, well, describe to me what the, what the, his mainframe looks like. Well, it's it's all cobbled together craziness. So it's a okay. multi massively parallel. Uh, construction of processors and routers and interconnection I start, that, that doesn't seem to have like a single core. Okay, I start, it's more constructed like an electronic brain. Okay, I take the knife, place it in my teeth, and just start ripping out every ribbon, cable, and cord that I can find. Okay, and a second hologram of Alan appears next to you and is like Jenkins. What are you doing, Jenkins? Please stop. Don't do this. And like God, the, holo- like my mother. the hologram is flickering as he's saying that. Don't open the pod bay. You 
<laughs> I can't do that for you, Hal. <laughs> yep. Oh no. Yeah, and I mutter around my cl- uh, the blade clenching my teeth. Start singing Daisy, bitch. Daisy, Daisy. You're heading below. <clears throat> yes. All right. So you get into the building, and yeah, there's a uh, access to the basement. You're going down like this crazy, infinite spiral staircase, okay. and there's like great big fucking tubes of coolidge or who knows what, and probably just water. Plumbing and cables and all of this, like you're in some vast industrial nightmare. But you've seen prints of the building. I'm going to head towards the core of the reactor. All right, give me an athletics check to make it there quickly. Oh, no. That is not quickly. Plus four, minus one, so three. You know what? Um... Ah, damn it, you know what? I have decades of dangerous experience. I know that in, in a moment of truth such as this, I require a burst of robot adrenaline to mm-hmm. uh, make it to where I need to be at the perfect uh, perfect interval of time. It All smells right. like WD-40. So I've got, I've got me a plus five. Okay. So you just basically, questions. like, why am I running down these steps one at a time when I can just hop over the rail, mm-hmm. drop 200 feet, and land because mm-hmm. I'm virtually indestructible? Oh, I should have invoked that too. And get Damn right it. down to the right down to business. Mm-hmm. So uh, gravity does some of your work for you, and you get near the core. But what is waiting for you there is uh, oh no, there are a pair of Helsingard Unit Five box bots oh. to stop you. We're gonna have us a boxing match. These were these were uh, units that Helsingard designed specifically to be anti-robo personnel. He's had them installed down here since Boxing Day. Oh. Yeah, it was a stretch. <laughs> Our orders are to neutralize robo. You are robo. Killing is the same as neutralizing, and they just advance. Okay, uh, I'm gonna rip something. Heavy out of the like if there's a rail or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rip something out of the earth or the ground or something around me, and I'm going to chuck it at them. Okay. In, in an attempt to not necessarily destroy them, but certainly to stall them. Okay. Give me a combat. Combat plus five. A plus four. Okay. Uh, they're going to use their action skill. Okay. You dodge that, and they get a three. So you inflict one shift of harm, and <laughs> I'm going to say plus two for the weapon. Okay. So that's three shifts of harm. Give me a notice check while you're at it. Oh, boy. Uh, that would be in, uh, uh, plus eight. Yeah, when the, this big hunk of plumbing or whatever hits... Mm-hmm. Um, you notice Helsingard always had the same design weakness. Like, he would build these really heavily armored robots that were immensely strong and liked to crush, smash, kill. Mm-hmm. But they always had weak joints. Okay. So you've got the weak joints boost that you can invoke for free. Okay. Uh, however, they're going to wade in and get their blows. Sure. Ooh. Eight. Uh, you can choose how to defend that. Combat would be the default choice. I will... Um, but you yeah. could also, like, athletics to get out of the way, or... 
No, I will. I will combat. Okay. Um, seems to be something I'm decent at. Yep. Uh, or not. I've got a three. Okay. And wondering if I want to use that now or wait. Um, well, one thing that you have armor two. Armor two. So <clears throat> any harm that you take is reduced by two. So eight minus three is five. Uh-huh. Minus two for your armor is three, which means okay. you're taking a three shift hit, which you could just put in a stress box, and basically it has no effect. You don't get effects until these, you either take a lot of harm, and you have to take a consequence, or these all get full and forces okay. you to take a consequence. I will go ahead and uh, take the three. And then the other one. Oh, and then the other one. Uh, five. Five versus my combat, the one I just rolled, or do I roll a new one? You can roll a new one. Um, yeah, seven. Okay, so one of them gets a wallop in, and you manage to block uh, the other one. Okay. Let's go back upstairs. Uh, Vikram. Luckily, I have a canteen for just this purpose, so I can reload. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to keep taunting the house and basically pissing it off. Well, you... Because I I realize you guys have gone into the depths and you're probably doing things that... Well, he has. You're still... You're tearing up the computer. You're in the little stone building on the ground floor. You're outside the stone building. Yeah, so the stone building is the one I'm talking to. Yeah, so you're inside the building I'm king in. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I guess I'm going to keep trying to distract it from him. Um, your long-winded uh, explanations with everything and demanding that I stop with the peeing. Are you not liking this? But you, you keep talking uh, at long length. Give it's, me another provoke. <laughs> uh, it's almost like you weren't invented by Alan Turing as Niels Boring. He can take mental harm at oh, this okay. point. So let's do that. Oh, nice. So plus one, five. And you can invoke that if you want. They just already pissed Can me. they invoke that? Yes. Okay. I will leave that. Well, okay. Here's the other thing. Can I invoke the urine test again? Yes. Okay. I would rather invoke that and leave the pissed thing to them so they can get out of dodge. Use it as a distraction. Right. Okay. okay. Um, so that would give me a seven. Okay. I'm going to roll his will. All right, he's going to take a one-shift mental stress. Okay. So, uh, not much, but something. Like, nothing's ever got to him like this before. Okay. So you are you are doing actual harm. Okay. Now, you get a chance. What did you make on your physique roll last time? Uh, five. Okay, I'm going to give him... See, there's not even really stats for Alan, so I'm making stuff up. Now you're in my world. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to take, I'm, yeah, using this as a consequence. Uh, brain damaged. I that's for your doing one, that! That's for your last action. <laughs> okay. So he now is brain damaged, and that's an aspect you created and you can invoke for free. Okay. Since he is brain damaged, you can say... You know, and he's just kind of like, so well, what's the quickest way to kill you? See if I can trick him into doing it, something on it. Maybe not? Uh, 
Okay, I'm trying to think what you roll for that. Um, How about your generic banter, which you have at zero, right? No, rapport. No, banter is a skill group. Rapport is when you're trying to be friendly to someone. I, I don't see it as a zero on here. Let me check over here. Is it which? Uh... It's not a skill. It's a skill group, and it's not one of your three skill groups. Right. Oh. So it's a zero. Yeah. Rapport is when you're trying to be friendly, and you usually don't say that in friendly conversation. <clears throat> That'll make it a negative two. Okay. So that doesn't work too well. Well, he's got a minus four because he's brain damaged. However, he's got a very high uh, starting score. Why would I reveal that information to you, Jenkins? Okay, well, I'll just keep pulling then. I'm multiply networked all through this island. That's what she said. Okay. Uh-huh. Could I do a... <clears throat> could I roll a notice to see if anything is more... Yeah. Yeah, more important looking, I guess. Yeah. That would be a four. You know, even if you're multiply networked all through the island... There's got to be a center switch somewhere. Yeah, like some place has to be the hub, has to be the control. Mm -hmm. And there sure are a lot of wires running out of this building, like down through the ground. In fact, it looks like there isn't a central hub of the brain... Right. But you see a lot of cabling going to something that could be described as the top of the spinal cord. There's probably a name for that. Brainstem? The brainstem. Yeah, there's a thing that looks like a brainstem. Medulla oblongata. Oh, I've got a big-ass <laughs> knife. Yep. And those are little ass cables. All right, give me your combat. That's not a knife. That is a knife. No, please. My knife makes Paul Hogan have knife envy. Physique. Give me physique. Five. Okay. Uh, that was a plus. Four. Two. So he'll take a three shift hit, which he can't absorb. So he's going to take one physical stress and a mild consequence, which will be nervous tick. I love how you're trying to make me dismantle like a computer all dramatic and shit. It's awesome. Uh, Robo. I'm going to continue my struggles against the box bots. Okay. Box bot. I almost thought um, you said box text. It's like, it's They're between you and the reactor. Okay. Do I have any sort of weapon? Um, I, don't have... I don't see any on my sheet. You have your fists, of course, which are a weapon two. Okay. Which makes other weapons kind of redundant. Sure. Uh, because, like, a gun would be weapon two. Sure. A knife would be weapon one. Okay. I will uh, go ahead and invoke weak joints. Yep. And I will try to punch size one of the box uh, defenders and give him a good old dent. Okay, so we've got a neg one plus five plus two for the weak joints. Mm-hmm. Six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you managed to rip one of their arms off. Now you have a weapon. <laughs> okay, let's let's keep that going then. Uh, so what are you gonna do to the other one? I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you two turns since they're getting two turns. Okay. I will take the arm of the one and hit the other one. Okay. 
Okay. Consider this weapon three. Weapon three. I am. So two, five, uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Three, four, weapon three. I'm gonna just say you managed to take the other one out. Okay. With it. The other one. So <clears throat> copy that one. And it's gonna go. It's gonna I'm I'm gonna switch to Austrian mode. That's not an aw. <laughs> this is an aw. <laughs> no, Austrian. You oh, got to be down. Yeah, okay. Alright. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the <laughs> lamentation of their women. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> hear the lamentations of the electromagnet. And, like, the little <laughs> antenna on its head goes... Beep. Oh, no. Weak to strong electromagnetism, armor two against everything else. Yes. So, so it activates an electromagnet in the room? Oh, no. And you are sucked... Clang! <laughs> Up against this electromagnet. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. <laughs> She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. I'll just start frantically singing folk songs. I don't get it. It's a Futurama reference. Okay, that's why I don't get it. I don't get references. Oh. Anything pop Um. Yeah. I haven't watched Mike TV basically, in 25 years. Mike basically fell off the pop culture wagon about the same time Wham! was cool. Uh, Wham isn't cool anymore? Oh my god. Before that. Oh, no, but oh, before uh, that? The magnet, in theory, like fries his brain and he just starts dancing and singing folk music. Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a strength six magnet. So you can use your athletics to try to get free from it. Athletics is plus four. Oh, no. No. Uh, you know what? I am virtually indestructible. That's true. So it would take much more than some namby-pamby electromagnet to thwart the might of atomic robo. Okay. Reroll that. I will reroll that. Not much better. That's a three. Oh. Nope. Okay, you're stuck there for now. Yep. Now I have you at my mercy. Vikram. I don't want any more baths. I'm clean now. <laughs> how do you like this now, you overgrown outhouse? Do you like how I write my name? You should see how I'm going to dot the I. It's really cool. <laughs> more provoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. So minus one, three, plus two is five this time. Right. Well, he got a one because he's working at some significant <laughs> minuses. Okay. He's got more mental stress boxes than physical stress boxes. So uh, this is the first time in a game session I've ever spent the boss fight dancing around and peeing. <laughs> You're gonna run dry pretty soon. Actually, give me a physique test. Mm. Oh no! Not the face. <laughs> oh, actually, well, yeah. more like the. <laughs> okay. That'll give me a two. I reject your reality. You kind of have, have to number two. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds you, like... Well, that'll be next time. All of this number one, it's time to move, kick it up a notch. <laughs> uh, Jenkins. Yes, sir. 
You feel like you've made real progress today. Mm. What do you want to do next? Well, since this is more or less incapacitated... Yeah, you know what? Like, you rip cables and shit, and you get all that, like, lightweight shit out of the way, and there's, like, this big, glowing light pipe going right down the middle. Okay. It looks tough. Do I have anything bigger than my knife that I can get a hold of here? Well, you are a ex-seal beret delta. I am. (laughs) Do you ever go... I mean, I assume that when you get ready in the morning, you put on your shoes and fill your pockets with C4. You know what? I can whip up a shape charge. Okay. I have... My bubble gum is Semtex. Yeah, of course it is. So, I will take a wad of Semtex and rig up a simple fuse, plaster it on that thing, and then I gotta go find Robo because he's probably screwed over right now, and I'm technically his bodyguard. If you get near that lead pipe, you might actually hear the echo of uh, swing low, sweet chariot. Yeah, you can hear that coming up <laughs> through the pipe. Which is why I'm just, I'm just going to blow this popsicle stand, literally, and go get Robo. Okay. So what are you setting the timer for? Oh, it's a... Uh, it's not a it's not a uh, electronic fuse, it's a mechanical fuse. Oh, okay. So It's like a standard... Like a pencil fuse? Yeah, 15 seconds or yeah, something. Yeah, just... So as soon as the chemicals combine, it blows. Okay. Yay. And then get the hell out of there. Normally, yeah, about a minute. Okay. Uh, you see Jenkins boogieing out of the building. Time to go. Okay. Like, when Jenkins runs away... <laughs> Try and keep up. All right. That's usually a sign that you also want to run away. Okay. Because if anything that Jenkins runs away from is worth running away from. Okay. Move away from the building. Okay. All right. He starts body blow, body blow, body blow, body blow. <laughs> while you're get up, get up. pinned to this thing. Ow. Uh, he made a four, though, so. Armor two, does that still apply even with the electromagnet shenanigans? Well, it's a physical damage, so. Yeah. Um, you can still defend. Okay. I will engage in combat. Okay. Tell them, no, Muffin, off of the coffee table. No. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's an electromagnet. I'm no. I'm I know, screwed. but where are you coming up with this? <laughs> you're able to block. I mean, like, yes, even though you can barely move, you're like getting able to throw a few basic uh, taekwondo blocks okay. to these punches. And he's like struggling with the electromagnet too because it's like messing up his aim. Okay. What do you want to do now? The reactor's just over there. Can I... uh, It's an electromagnet. This thing is beating the shit out of me. Uh, Can I attack back? (coughs) Describe how you do that. Well, if I'm blocking by just, you know, minimal moving, um, I'm going to try to grab this thing. Yeah. And uh, how big is it? Your size, or a little bigger. Uh, I'm going to. Can't really. Can't invo- I already invoked the weak joints? Um, is there any part of it that I can crush? Yeah, the problem with these box bots mm-hmm. is like, as sort of a defensive measure, they don't really have a head. Okay. Like, why would you put a vulnerable yeah. appendage like that on one of these? Well, however, I'm going to say you realize that really, if you got them close enough, the electromagnetic 
thing would screw him up as much as it's screwing okay. you up. Since he's within proximity to hit me, you can I'm, grab I'm going to grab him and put him over my head and get him stuck on this electromagnet as well. That's cool. So we'll go with combat, yes? Or yeah, yeah. Perfectly. Okay, that will be a six. That beats his uh, two. Okay. Um, so you... Cling! And he's just like... Like I said, the top of him is—he almost ends in his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's pretty flat up there, and he's just stuck. So his legs and arms are sticking and, out, paddling. And we are going to start a folk duo, uh, and we will begin—we <laughs> will begin to sing a uh, wagon wheel together. Ah, haul and boats, <laughs> haul and boats, <laughs> do them round, do them round. Um, can I try to break free of the electromagnet? Yes. Okay. Uh, nil plus four. Okay, you need a six. Okay. Um, use my last... Uh, you could use... No, you can't really use any. Uh, I will use my last point, and I will... Uh, well, is Alan somehow controlling the electromagnet? No, that's something that... Uh, <clears throat> okay. No, but he's going to be gone soon. Because he's uh, playing well. Realizing power. it's more complicated than that. Realizing that uh, being attached to this would lead to my inevitable decay and destruction. Wait, actually, Alan is basically controls the whole facility, and he's having some problems right now. So, like, you notice that the coolant in the cooling pipes is getting hotter, mm-hmm. and. Like, the power starts, the lights are kind of browning out, and okay. things are getting really weird and irregular. So you, what I'm saying is you could use, like, this or this. You could invoke that. Just, it's a question I will, of story. I will, I will invoke a potential mechanical or uh, uh, diagnostic failure on the part of Alan because he is being distracted by the urinating Vikram. Okay. So Alan is pissed at Vikram. Yes. All so right. that would lead to... Uh, a six. All right. So in a in a momentary brownout, mm-hmm. you manage to get yourself pried off the electromagnet. Okay. I said brownout. <laughs> uh, that's that's co- next that's, round. Yeah, that's coming up next. I'm fleeing. <laughs> you probably got a few minutes to get the hell off this island before it becomes an Orion vessel headed into outer space. All right. Um, wait. Um, I thought we were stopping that though. Well, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're in s- process. I'm trying to. We are trying to. But well, I mean, if we stop the nuclear explosion, do we stop to get the eye off the island? Probably, Probably. not. Okay. Um, there might be some sort of like elephant's foot thing going on. I don't know. So why are we running? Bomb. Someone set up us the bomb. What? Uh, we get set a bomb? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, he, well, I, he set a bomb in the building. Okay, to blow up the, the yeah brains, the brainstem. Yeah. Let's just say Alan's going bye bye. <laughs> I need to give you something to do. That's what I'm feeling right now. Uh, as much as I love you know, your your uh, your contribution so far. It's a wee bit on the ineffective side. No, I'm kidding. Actually, it's I'm been kidding. very effective. No, it's been very effective. And very wee. I'm, I'm 
Well, I'm just trying to think. The bomb's going to go off, destroy Alan, in theory. Well, or disconnect him from everything else. So yeah. is that going to stop the nuclear bomb from being... We don't know. You did see me taking off into another building, saying he was. I was going to destroy the radar. Uh, I'm going to try to follow Robo. Then. Okay, well, give me an athletics check. Four. Boy, that's a long spiral staircase. But you, you basically, uh, you start going down the stairs, clunk, 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 and you think for a minute about DNA. Is that something that would help me invoking? No, it's just the spiral okay. staircase makes you think of DNA for some reason. Oh, okay. And uh, then you realize you could like hop up on the rail and slide down. Okay. Oh God, the friction. Well, that's why that's why you like you you lady saddle it, so it's just it's just your ass. The boys are out. The, the boys are in the clear then. Yeah. Still, yeah. still friction. I have a uh, parachute pants. Um, because of course you ready. Yeah. Well. I found it always helpful to be prepared ever since my research into uh, the gradual disappearance of the bozone layer. <laughs> so that will slow my descent. Sli- just enough so that I don't break my neck at the bottom. Okay. My goodness. Does it know, too? Jenkins! Yes, sir. What are you doing? So, Vikram is heading towards one of the other buildings, correct? Yeah, he's uh, heading down following Robo. Or left foot. There it is. Alright, um, then I shall do the same because Robo's probably in over his head again. Yep, give me an athletics check. When are my characters ever in over their head? Come on now. <laughs> um, Huchuk, Huchuk, what? Yeah, Huchuk, Uh, that is a plus six. Alright. Being an X Seal Beret Delta, you of course just rather than like run down the stairs in that pedestrian fashion. You just pull out your um, retra- retractable uh, D-ring or carabiner that hooks yeah. to your safety line, hook it onto something, and just leap into the into the hole and fall. And it's like a perfect bungee jump type of thing where you just break and then pull it at the last second. Yeah, and drop down. Yeah. yeah, and you're you know two feet above the ground. So like you see him go jetting past you as you're sliding down the rail as you get to the bottom. You notice the large decorative um, post top, you know, with the big iron ball and a spike. <laughs> Ow. You know, at the, the, the post at the bottom of the spiral oh, oh, oh. rail yeah. has like a big ball crusher okay. down there. So You're about to have a 7-10 split. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you decide what to do yeah, about that. You, you've got all those aspects you can invoke there. You do have a lot of them. It's actually pretty impressive how many you have. Uh, yeah, I'm going to invoke not, the, not in the face. Not in the face. Okay. That's the face that's on my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> so what Carlos skill Asia? are you going to use to avoid that? Athletics, I guess. Okay. Imaginary Two. physics. <laughs> it's armored because of those tinder dates things can go awry I have a um, you know sort of like the enterprise's energy shields I have a system like that on there um, to protect myself from sudden and catastrophic injury okay uh, on 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 so the genital shielding 
it's, oh my it's kind of a uh, hawking condom. <laughs> <laughs> so I that, call it a hawking hole. So is that why they call you helmet head? Sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is now I just picture your character with a Tesla quill hanging out of his crotch. Okay, so that would be the imaginary face. Now, if I invoke not in the face, plus two. So that would get me to a five. Okay, describe what happens. I get towards the bottom, and when I get in that one to two foot buffer, it kind of glides me over the obstacle until I land on my feet, parachute pants kind of settling me down. <laughs> Folding back into my, you, you know, my you, recessed area. You don't glide over it. You astro glide over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 God! Yeah, for me to, all right. I got enough to spare. Okay, and I needed to spend more. So. so, fortunately, it seems like you don't need to figure out at this point how to blow up the reactor. Which is usually what you would do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because with the cooling system going haywire, the reactor looks like it's about to take care of that itself. Okay. Could and we... you're down here with it. To mitigate any sort of bad outcome, I want to start to rupture some of the cooling pipes so that it would flood the reactor. Okay. Um, sure, I guess. I don't know. No, I'm I'm gonna let him go with this. <laughs> Mike, you devious bastard. <laughs> well, let me make a science check to see if that makes sense. Okay. If that is a good thing to do or not. Make at least a zero. Uh, I got a two. That makes absolutely no sense at all. Okay. It's like draining if the radiator. The, the, re- the reactor's out. already overheating. Okay. And if you rupture the coolant pipes that are like engineering designed to cool it with the idea of just like, well, we'll just let that coolant splash out on the floor. That'll keep it from getting hotter. Okay, we need to find the scram button. That's fair. With that in... Bringing that to the forefront of my robotic memory, I'm going to GTFO. Okay. You know, you you are an atomic robot. You have a little reactor inside you. Mm -hmm. So you probably have more insight on these things than other people do. Okay, okay. Uh, well then... Uh, you think that this thing's going to blow imminently. Like, before you can get up the 400 foot spiral staircase okay. imminently. I'm guessing there is no scram button. Why would there be? Mad yeah. scientists don't have scram buttons. No. Because carbon rods save lives? If it is going to... If it's going to blow Shit. imminently, then I guess we're just all going to die here. I don't. I don't have anything. I can't pull it out of my ass. Well, you remember from seeing the design that this whole city is built above like a hundred meter thick shield that's designed to have the bombs go off underneath it, and somewhere there's the hole through that shield that you drop the bombs. Oh! And you're probably down there somewhere. So look. You just have to find the right hole. I'll begin looking. Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give them a betting shit. I'll, be, I'll begin looking for a hole. Do you think you have time? Uh, if, if, if we don't have time, we don't have time. We don't have time to get up the stairs. We don't have time to find the hole. So, Give me a notice. Everyone give me a notice. 
Let's hope this works. Make a four. Fuck. Two. Uh, notice five, seven. I reject your seven. reality, and I'm going to look within. Don't give me the five. Okay. You know it's like right over there, and you see it too because you're. I mean, you you've studied my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> You get there in your own way. <laughs> As I always do. Uh, there's a giant, however, there's a, like a giant cover, like a manhole. manhole cover type of thing, only much bigger. It's going to take some serious heft. I have some serious heft, so let's give this a shot. Okay, physique, and you can use your plus. There's a plus, it's kind of like a plus two for the atomic strength. Okay. So, okay. so um, add six. Can I assist? Yes. Physique. Yeah, I was seeing if I have any deals. Okay. I got me a seven. Um, I've got me a seven also. Nice. Good grief. It takes the straining, grunting effort of both of you to find the hole. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you look at huge, man. You look at huge. <laughs> Can we both get in the hole at the same time? That's the next question that's going to come up. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> yes, you, you, Jesus Christ. All get down there, the cover clangs, the reactor blows, the city above you is destroyed, Alan is destroyed, and uh, the bombs don't go off because the whole place shuts down. So you're not trapped under the giant metal dome with the bombs dropping the thing going off in the okay. space. Okay, good, good, good. So... What was underneath in the giant metal dome? Just empty space? Empty space. And then what's below that? Like bedrock? So we're just going to fall down into the bedrock? Yeah. I'll be fine. You're fucked. If I had a Benny, I'd say, uh... Vampire Dimension could kill me. A little falling going to kill me. Well, I think this is a good actual time time to end it, so you can get to work, because it's... Bing! Well, uh, we can go through. Well, that's it. I mean, there isn't there isn't any more. Yeah, that was it, Alan. Alan, boom! That was that was immense fun. It was fun. Chipwild Geek Actual Playing Community Theater Podcast, brought to you by Baron Von Productions. The Atomic Robo Role Playing Game was produced by Evil Hat Productions. For more information, check out www.chippewabellygeek.com. Appears that uh, he has decades of. <laughs> well, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I guess we know what he's doing on his phone every session. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> what kind of porn are you watching? <laughs>
nothing. <laughs> no, I was trying to... <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> I, I turned my phone and all of a sudden it plays the song. Six monkey porn. Song. Don't self-censor. Do like I do. Just whatever comes into your head. It's it's too open, okay? I'm, I'm, that's why I have a problem with these imagination games. It's too open. I need this, rest- this is tough. I create, re- I create best under restrictions. It's like playing fiasco. So just give me a second to process my core kernel into something. The fuck? Does your brain run on C? I think he's popping popcorn in there. I it's need a- it now! It itches. He's talking about popping kernels and... <laughs> a girl I work with today said, I quote... I literally can't even. End quote. Did if you, any adverb in the English language requires a verb, I would think it would be literally. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything. If you literally can't even. It, uh, figuratively. It, what what you should have done was just start shouting odd numbers at the top. Yes, of your one, one, three, three five, five, seven, <laughs> nine, eleven, thirteen. I wish I'd had that present. <laughs> <laughs> I run. I ran into this work. Someone was like, "Hey, Mike, come in here and look at the spreadsheet for me." I'm looking at these numbers, and there's something weird. Like, about a third of the numbers are divisible by three. Don't you think that's odd? No, half of them are odd. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, wow, what are the odds? <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Well, let's just say what this means for my notes. This is the stage that we're at in this game right now. So, um... Is, is it, does that mean we're, we're doing an awesome job? You're today? doing great. Yes! Oh. We are completely off the reservation. Remind me to never run a fake game. <laughs> hey, because I'm doing it in a month. Yeah, I don't feel like I have a good handle. I, every time I run fate, I feel like I don't know what the 